The we boys all, are back. We almost consent. You almost consent to it being recorded. You actually, in the actual recording, you can't hear the Zoom lady say this meeting is being recorded. Because when I listened to the episode, it was just us reacting to her saying, this meeting is being recorded to everybody. Did you get an audio prompt? I just got a text prompt, like a, like words popped up on my screen saying this is going to be recorded, yes or no. Oh, yeah. I get both. That's why I said you have oh. to consent. You have to say continue. Now you can't just record someone. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I didn't get the audio prompt. Interesting. Dog, that was, and this is new since last episode. Something happened. Like, like Arian said, somebody sued somebody over something. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Fellas, welcome back. The first episode um, got a lot of traction and our conf our uh, confidence point slash fantasy league is off to a running start. We thought it would take a little while or to get it going. And we thought maybe it would take for the, the fellas, you know, us to get done both episodes. Everyone hears all the picks, all the analysis and closer to the event, we'd have more hype. We got already enough hype. So um, it looks like we're doing something right. And uh, I believe we're going to start off with the gentleman in the 59 kilo class. We're going to do three picks bronze, silver, gold, work our way through division by division. And um, if we see any notables, even if they're not going to make the podium, go ahead, shout them out. Um, if you know a little something, something background story, feel free. And we'll take our picks. And at the end of the episode, we're going to give our confidence points to each of our winners we chose, which will reflect in the fantasy league that we have going. Powerlifting fantasy league. The only one like it that I know of. Um, and uh, we'll let you know how we're doing in, in terms of that we'll be all completed. Then we'll choose also our best lifters as well. Um, I don't think we chose best lifter last time, huh? For the women. So we'll do that this episode and I'll conclude it. And I took some polls on the King of the Lifts Instagram story. Some interesting results, ladies and gentlemen. And um, some interesting questions. And I'll tell you the results. I'll tell you the poll questions and the results of the polls at the end of the podcast as well. So stay tuned for that. And if we do a little KOTL after dark, we'll get into it. And we'll see what the hell. But we only have Rory for 90 minutes. So let's crush the preview show first. Uh, fellas, let's kick it off with the 59 kilo class. Um, who would like to go first for these gentlemen? Go on, Bill. All right, cool. I'll hop in. So, um, yeah, so I think this one is going to be pretty straightforward. I guess, so 59 is such a weird class because, like, there's so many people that kind of start there and they end up being a 66 and 74 as they get older. I mean, we saw Cole Metz um, last Raw Nationals. You know, he was the defending national champ. And he just missed weight. I mean, he didn't even compete. So he was literally the the favorite in the, the competition and didn't miss and miss weight. So it's really, really tough for, you know, these guys to be whatever, you know, 59. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. So um, that being said, sometimes it's easier to look at some of the older guys who have been doing this longer um, to actually make the weight and trust that they're going to make the weight. Um, but anyway, so someone like um, Mike Coons is a great example who's been in this class his whole career for, you know, close to 20 years. Um, dude's got a huge squat, you know, 250 kilo squat. Um, you know, he's got a pretty decent bench, but his biggest thing is, since he's actually a little person, is that his hands are so small that his deadlift is just 
he's strong enough. He just can't hold the dang thing, you know, because his hands are just, you know, very, very small to hold on to a regular size bar. Um, so actually, I'm going to go with uh, Shahid Bryant in this one. I think he comes through um, fairly easily, I, I, I want to say. But I have uh, Mikey Coons, Mikey Two Cakes in That's second, it. Silver. And then I'm going to go with uh, Brannigan Coleman for the bronze. All right. So here's what I'm thinking. I'll, I'll jump in here if you don't mind. Yeah, Mikey Two Cakes is a veteran. He, he first started in 1999, which means him starting in the 90s with his first competition. We're talking the 90s, early 2000s, 2000 to 2020, and now we're 2021. So technically speaking, his career stretches four different decades in terms of era right now. I know we're 99 is the very last year of the nineties and 2021 is the very first year of the <laughs> roaring twenties, but whatever. It sounds cool to say. And um, Mikey two cakes is a, is a grizzly veteran. However, his highest total uh, checking him out here was 565 in 2018. Now 35 years old. I'm not saying he's an, he's an old guy who can't turn back the clock, but it has been a minute. And it can be touch and go in terms of what he might post up. I agree with you in terms of the gold medal gold medal winner with Bryant, um, you know, coming in with a 569 kilo total. And he hit that in November of 2020. I think that should make him a, a decent enough gold medal pick. But I'm going to go with Coleman to, to take it into the silver and bypass Mikey Two Cakes, which is an awesome Instagram name, by the way. And um, But... I agree with you, Bill. Two cakes is he's a veteran. You know, we already sent how many times he's he's felt this kind of pressure, been on the big show like this, been powerlifting this long. If anybody can upset somebody, it's it's him. And if he sees an opening, even if it's not on his best day, if he sees an opening, he's gonna get it. You make an error in terms of attempt selection. Well, that's all she wrote. Now he's swapping his bronze for your silver. So um that's my one, two, three. Who wants to go next? Rory, I'll go. jump in. I'll go for Rory. <laughs> okay. Um, so similar to Bill, one of the things that I'm looking at here is ability to make weight. Like when we're talking about the 105 kilo man and the 93 kilo man, and it's like, you know, oh, it's touching and go if this person's going to make weight. Like it's not, it's not that serious, right? Like when you weigh 100 kilos plus, like dropping four kilos, dropping five kilos, like that kind of thing is, is relatively easy, right? maintaining 59 kilos is is hard and is hard work and so one of the most important things that i'm looking for here is ability to consistently make weight and um shahid bryant has made weight like really recently um his training looks amazing uh he's got a big deadlift which is a sort of tactical advantage and so like assuming that he doesn't doesn't blow it early in the day like he can i think he has what it takes to come in and and pull a good deadlift and so i'm, I'm picking shahid bryant to one as well and then uh, I guess uh, similarly to Bill, I'm going to say uh, Mikey, Mikey second, and I'm actually going to say uh, Tuan Din for for third. Yeah, not Sorry. only does not only does um, Shahid have a big deadlift, but he also has a big bench because he has the American record, so he also has a possibility. Dude's chest is huge, man. You see him without his shirt on Instagram? I was like, this dude's 59 oh. kilos. Holy! Uh, cow. You know, we we were all over him saying, dude put a shirt on we're all losing girlfriends <laughs> I, I, you know we're literally we're going to sign a petition this guy's got to stop posting shirtless pics the guy is insanely jacked if he's not selling underwear when he wins the national title he's going to get an <laughs> underwear deal 
Um, but not like Calvin Klein should be barking all over him. He, uh, yeah, my man is put together. So, yeah, so it's going to be interesting because, like, you know, Mike is going to try and chip that squat record most likely, and then Shahid's most likely going to try and chip his bench record, and then Shahid has a big deadlift to, you know, try and just hold his position. Uh, Tuan Dan, it's an interesting story that he did the by 62.5 at the California State Championships, and then he went to nationals, and it looks like he bombed out on squat. And so then you bomb out in 2019, then there's no 2020. And so now you've waited two years to finally come back and get your redemption. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of progress he's made, what kind of adjustments he's made to, you know, his competition standards and training and see what he can do. Um, so it'll be interesting, but I have to go with Shahid as well for first with Mike, Mike Coons is just tough. He has to just like, you know, wait and see what these guys pull for deadlift. I haven't been following it too much, but I'll go with the Tuan Din redemption, get second place. And I think Mikey Coons will just hold on to third. And wait, wait, I'm sorry, who, who'd you pick for third? Mikey Coons. Oh no, who, who was your second? Is it Tuan Din? Is he not in? Um, I don't see him on the list. Anymore. I don't see him on the list either. Did he are get? Trying, oh, so he you, dropped out. Are you getting a sneaky little? Uh, what's going on here? Were you trying to sneak one in on us there, buddy? No, his QT was third. Did he drop out? Oh. Yeah, I don't see him on the list anymore. No, Bill, you oh, should have no, said anything. Let him hold an old it one. to it. <laughs> okay, I'll. Uh... That's unfortunate. This is where you got to hit the refresh button, gentlemen. <laughs> but I tell you what, um, while you're looking up, can you tell me Shahid's biggest bench? Because his bench in, in training is freaking astronomical. It's ridiculous what this guy benches. I mean, in a meet, he did 151.5 at the New Jersey State Championships. And then a month later in bench only, he did 155 and missed 158. That's, it's silly, man, his bench press incredible so, pressing power on this guy so that so yeah it does look like tuan din is one of the people that pulled out um recently so i guess he's out so i still got um shahid obviously is first so i'll go mikey coon second and uh i haven't really been following kurt navarro brand again so i'll just go with uh, kurt navarro for third i'm gonna uh, re-pick my third as uh Brannigan just just to be different from arian <laughs> good bet all right, gentlemen, moving into the 66 kilo class. And uh, my goodness, this is a murderer's row. I'll set it up and then I'll let you guys go. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I'll toss the ball to you and then I'll give my picks. But um, real quick off the top, I mean, when you're looking at the, the nominations, it doesn't fully tell the full story. So walking in here, Rodrigo Menzo is, is the retain or the returning champion. That's obviously from 2019. His 670 total you're going to see in the nominations is two years old. So even though by nominations, he looks, wow, the returning champion looks considerably behind. Um, it's a two-year-old qualifying total. The man is, what is he, 25 years old, young. So we're talking a total he put up as a junior, and now he's 25, and been, and I've seen his training. It looks phenomenal. So his rate of adaptation, I got it's that 670, I think might be a red herring for some people when they look at the nominations towards some other people. The guy is a returning champion for a reason. I want to put that out there because I know on the internet, I think he might be slightly overlooked based off of that because it's been two years. And just to put in perspective and talking in terms of rate of adaptation, in uh, the year before, 2018, his total was 625. 2019, it's 670. 
Like you see how quickly some of these things move when you're in your early twenties, like he is now he's at 25 entering his prime. So it's a bit of a question mark where he's going to rest at, but we know he's not shy when it comes to the big show. He is the returning champion. Keep that in mind. Now, obviously we got both the Garcias, um, you know, in terms of Morgan six, six, five, and that was early 2020. That's starting to get a little bit older of a qualifying total as well. So halfway through 2021, 665 probably isn't totally indicative of what his full potential is. And talking about the other Garcia, Jonathan, a 697, a little more recent in November. And at least on paper, you know, he looks like he's got to be close to the top of the pack. I'll get to Daniel Clements in a second. But um, Jonathan Garcia, an absolute lion, got a monster subtotal, still got a good deadlift, but compared to some of these other gentlemen, that's where they're going to try to cover ground. He wants to go six for six and just hold his, hold his ground after that. Talking about a deadlift, though, beautiful segue to Daniel Clements, Clements which is a ridiculous deadlift. Um, I mean... A 715 kilo total in November. He weighed in at 67 kilo. All right. Do you think he could cut one kilo and retain that? I'm pretty flipping sure if he had to, he could. So, I think to quote Bill, like he didn't even bother to make weight though, right? He did. So, well, so here, here's the thing. So I was, I was actually, actually, I was at that meet Talk real up. quick. So yeah. he tried, to, he tried to make weight. He missed weight mm. and then didn't. Oh. And then didn't try to cut the last little bit at the end. That changes things. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Um, the, okay. Now the conversation so, is. Oh, go ahead. So the next thing is really quick. So at that meet also, after he pulled 310 on the platform, I was standing right there. They loaded up. Three, it was three, 317 or 320 in the back room, and he smoked it <laughs> right after that. So he took a 10th attempt and smoked it. <laughs> a 66-kilo lifter. Who pulls over 700 pounds? <laughs> it's freaking insane. What are we talking about here? So this is where, oh man, is this an interesting conversation now that Bill added that little tidbit of missing weight, not just coming in overweight. So that means we have a guy who is at a 715 kilo total, possibly higher because you obviously whatever he pulled after the meet in the warm-up room is going to take place on the platform now, but. He's got to make 66 and making 66 ahead of time. Is it going to crush him? You know, I'm glad it happened in a smaller meet, the meet that Bill was at, as opposed to at the U.S. Royal Nationals. Now he has plenty of time to make adjustments, dial it in. But how is it going to affect him? 715 kilo total, though, and had room in the tank for, for more than that, apparently. You know, throwing another 10 kilo or whatever. So it's ridiculous what he's capable of. With that, and if there's anyone else you guys want to talk about, Charlie Jung moving up. Um, yeah, I mean, there's other sub stories and he's a phenomenal lifter himself. How do you pronounce his last name? Charlie's last name. Is it Yen? Yun? Yeah, Yen. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yen. Um, but Charlie's moving up. Phenomenal lifter himself. Excellent deadlifter. Um, but Bill, I'm going to toss this to you. What are your thoughts on that? So I, I honestly think this is probably the most exciting class of the, the week, or at least of the, of the Raw um there's four guys there that can win and then there's another 59 kilo national champion from 2019 who's 
you know, kind of sitting back and waiting in the wings for, you know, his gains to happen, I guess. And who knows what he's going to do with Charlie. But um, it literally is comes down to like every meet does, but like just the deadlifters, they're going to go in order, right? I mean, it's literally going to be, you know, Jonathan's going to put up his subtotal. He's going to hit his third deadlift, right? Then you're going to have uh, Morgan go in there. He's going to pull his third deadlift. Then you have Manzo go in, pull his third deadlift. And then you're going to have Clement go in and pull his. So literally, you know, this could end up being like a, you know, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, or, you know, chip, 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 you know, over that and being like four guys within, you know, two and a half kilos of each other possibly. Um, or you have a bunch of misses and then, you know, Jonathan sitting there on top, you know, up by a bunch. So who knows? But um, I'm going to go with Daniel Clements in this one strictly because he's never missed a third deadlifting competition. As okay. a matter of fact, he even hits fourths in the warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, um, Garcia, you know, basically every, every um, you know, Jonathan um, had a great meet um, earlier this year. It was the end of last year, whatever it was, where he actually made his third deadlift, but he has a grip issue normally. So, you know, a lot of times you see him miss a third deadlift. Same thing with Manzo. He misses a bunch of third deadlifts. Same thing with Morgan misses a bunch of third deadlifts. And of course, these guys are always pulling for positions and pulling for that. And that's why that kind of happens. But I'm going to go with the guy who hasn't missed yet. So I'm taking Clemens first. I'm going to go with Jonathan Garcia second. And then Manzo for bronze with Morgan Aquino in fourth. And, and real quick, though, even being at that meet, watching a miss weight, unable to even make 66, does that rattle you at all? Or are you thinking you, you, he's going to be able to drop this? He's going to have to diet it down because obviously something happened with the water cut. Yeah, I think it's also the perception of like you're at some local meet as opposed to nationals, right? So there's a little more urgency. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. So I, I think that's a, that's a big difference is the, the, obviously the urgency, but then of course there's the travel and this and that, whatever, but um, I don't think there'll be an issue with making weight. I mean, you know, I don't think there's really gonna be issues with many people making weight at nationals. It's, it's nationals, right? There'll be those one or two odd ones here or there, but I think everyone should be okay. Dog, if there's ever a nationals that I've seen so many question marks about making weight, it's this one though. <laughs> but, I mean, it's in, famous Florida, I mean, it's in words. Florida, man. Just go sit outside for a half hour. You'll lose, you know, two kilos sweat. Let me tell you something. With what I think we're going to be picking, I'm going to toss this to you in a second, Arian. But with what I think we're going to be picking for the women's, the men's, if a couple people miss weight, the whole fantasy league powerlifting thing shifts <laughs> and gets tossed on its ear, depending on yeah. who picked what. Um, so it makes it exciting. Arian, what are your thoughts, my man? Yeah, I mean, this was definitely tough. I, I don't know if, if I would pick it the most like exciting because there's some other weight classes coming up, but definitely one of the top ones. And it's interesting that how much it's blown up in, in recent years. Um, and everyone's all over Daniel. It's interesting how many people are counting Rodrigo out and how many people are just all, everyone's just picking Daniel based on that performance. And, and I look at the results and what Bill's saying, and it makes sense. I mean, you have every single attempt he's made until that meet where he didn't want to finish the weight cut because it was a local meet. What's the point of like going through the, the, the misery, but it could have been a sign that, you know, he was walking around too heavy. It was a little bit too hard to make the weight and he missed his third squat and his third bench because of it and made all his deadlifts, which is typically a sign of someone who like, you know, cuts too much. It hits the, the bench press and the squat first. Yeah. So now the question is he is saying, I believe that he is walking around closer to the weight class now so he can make easier cut. 
But now walking around closer depends if maybe his strength has slowed down or dropped a little bit. And then you still have to make the cut and make that weight. And then, then, I mean, he has a monster deadlift, but Rodrigo's got a monster deadlift too. And it is, he's, he's pausing like some ridiculous yeah. deadlift weights. And so I think a lot of people are, are counting out Rodrigo, which is, it was an interesting story. What you said is that 625 he did at nationals in 2018, he went three for nine. He only made, you know, his opening squat, his second bench and his second deadlift. And he turned around the following year and he came back and went eight for nine, got the win 670. And since then, we don't know what numbers he's hitting, what kind of training numbers he's doing. And everyone's counting him out and putting him in third place. Um, I think this is one of those weight classes. Cause like Bill said, with those deadlifts, it's all about whether you make or break it, you know, they could all make it. It could be Jonathan fourth, Morgan third, Rodrigo second, Daniel first. It could be, you know, they all miss Jonathan first, you know, Daniel second, Rodrigo third. You don't know it. I think you could play this out like a hundred different times and get different outcomes. Um, so I just picked obviously a little bit of bias. I went with Jonathan as first, Rodrigo second, Daniel third, and then Morgan. Morgan, I mean, yeah, he did used to miss attempts, but he literally signed up with the strength guys like right before, uh, I believe nationals or I believe nationals. And so he went seven for nine there and then nine for nine at the Arnold. His training is going well, but he's not posting anything. So for now, I'll just leave Morgan at fourth. So does that mean he's going to miss more attempts now? Is that what you're saying? He went nine for nine. I'm counting. Oh, I'm teasing. Te- that sounds like twenty kilo PR. To me. <laughs> I'm teasing. We'll just what leave him a secret. What, <laughs> do you, what are you thinking, Rory? Uh, I think weighing in at sixty-seven when you're supposed to weigh in at sixty-six is not good, right? Um, but that was six months ago, and he signed up as a sixty-six kilo lifter for nationals anyway right and so i think i think that if he didn't think he could do that and still compete effectively he probably would have made a different decision um and so like i don't, I don't know the circumstances of of why daniel clements didn't didn't make weight there right like did it turn out to be a little bit hard and then he's like okay well local meet uh, what was it called like the virginia wrecker of uh, virginia winter wrecker or something right like it's yeah. just a, it's like a like a hometown meet that isn't isn't that meaningful and so like gets a little bit harder like ah fuck it i'm gonna win at 67 like i'm gonna compete as a 74 and still roll everybody um and so for that reason my pick is going to be daniel clements uh, for this however there is an absolute lineup in the 66 kilo class right um i can i have the slight advantage of being able to see all of the votes for people who have already put their responses into the uh into the fantasy league. And I hey, wait a, a second. Lot of I don't know if we should let Rory do that. He's cheating. Fellas, let's vote on this right now because you can't take a consensus of the powerlifting community. No, 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 no. I'm going, I'm going against the consensus here. But I don't, even wait, moving you, ahead, I don't think you have to put that away right now. That's baloney. You're not allowed to pull He needs all the help there. he can get. He's probably looking up like, oh shit, that's Mike T. Holy fuck, <laughs> Matt Gary sent one in. Like, no, man. You I mean, Arian, Arian is using his insider trading information about who's competing <laughs> all right. the strength guys <laughs> to, to make decisions. Uh, the only advantage that I have here is that I sped, set up the spreadsheet and I can see all the responses. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Let's hear it. So who you got? Yeah, who you got? I've got Clements for first. Garcia, Jonathan Garcia for second, and uh, Manzo for third. But it's probably worth pointing out that a couple of the guys who are actually nominated quite lowly are, are shooters as well. Like uh, Evan, Evan Glasgow is like, what is he, like 20 years old or something? Um, 
shredded to death. Uh, Charlie Yang coming up from the 50, 59s this year. Um, mm -hmm. So like, it wouldn't surprise me if those guys came in way higher than they're actually nominated at. Um, and so I'm, I, I'm going with Bill and I'm going with Ryan here, but with like relatively low confidence. I didn't give my picks yet. I set it up. I didn't give my picks yet. Uh, sorry, sorry. Going but, with Bill here with, with Clements. You know, and I know that Ryan's going to make a smart choice. So here's, here's the thing. I mean, you took the wood out of my sails, but you're right. All right. But let me explain. Let me explain myself. I, I do have some caveats. I do agree. I was in a similar situation myself one time, cutting the 83. Um, I chose a local meet as a tune-up. I made it, I did it the opposite. So instead of when it got tough saying, you know what, I'm just going to cut, stop making the cut and lift to my full potential. I did the opposite and said, I'm going all the way to the cut and just doing openers because I need to feel how far for real I am off. And then boom, the meet I was actually projecting to, I actually made weight and hit a PR. Now using that as a personal if that's a story with Clements and I've done it and I've lived it, I think he should be all right. You make adjustments, a couple macro cuts here and there and, you know, adjustments on, well, you know, maybe we load up a little more water or maybe we cut a little sooner, little things. And he can make it happen. He obviously still felt strong uh, making the cut because my man's did a, an insane total and have more in the tank. So I'm going to take Daniel Clements as the gold medal, but I do need to stress, this is a freaking firefight if there ever was one. This is the, the shootout in the OK call Corral if there ever was one. I don't know who's Doc Holiday. I don't know who's Wider. I don't know who's going to be left standing when the when the smoke settles. But it it could be anybody. Trust me. Um, the six six kilo class from one through five or more is probably uh, we'll uh, we'll decide after we go through all of them. But it's got to be up there for possibly the most competitive. Um, you know, we have a couple battles for number one between a couple people that are very tight. That'll be tough to call, but through one through five, 66 is, is probably where it's at. And Manzo returning national champion, people are sleeping on him. I know his total is super old and he is super young. That equals <laughs> prepare to be surprised. And that equals a lot of people are, if they're not, if they're sleeping on this, that, that's how you become the sleeper of that division. And looking at his lifts on social media though, my God, he's, his squats and deads are so flipping smooth and on point. you never seen a guy more ready. If somebody's going to have that day, it's uh, Manzo's going to have that day. Um, so that's why it gets me a little... If the cut is rattling Clements, Manzo, man, is... So I, having said this, I'm going Clements, I'm going Jonathan, and then I'm going Manzo. Only because it's been two years and I, I don't like the unknown. And Jonathan's been far more recent. And look at 697. What do you say about that? You know, six, what are we talking about here? 697 is a beautiful total. We're, we're right there at 700 for a 66 kilo lifter. Very few people have hit that glad kick, uh, you know, whatever. Um, don't need to go through the history of 66, but he, he's, he's in amongst very elite exclusive territory. So, and we just haven't seen it from Manzo in all potential, but I got to see it. So I'm going Clements. I'm going Jonathan and I'm going Manzo. But if you guys are listening to this and you're going to do the fantasy league pool or just betting friends or whatever the hell, we're warning you. <laughs> you're being warned. This is a firefight. And if ever our confidence is relatively low, this is a tough one. 
Um, but uh, anyways, moving on, fellas, talking about a firefight. At the 74-kilo class, we got ourselves a bit of a battle here, don't we, gentlemen? Sir. Oh, Rory's giving me a foot. Is there a battle? <laughs> it's in a battle. Oh, shit, son. All right. Well, first off, I'll, I'll set it up, and then um, I won't get my picks, and I'll let you gentlemen go, and then and then we'll take it from there. I'll, I'll get my picks, and we'll move on. So let's first say, walking into this, uh, we do have some returning cast, and some of these totals, some of these gentlemen are definitely capable of more than this. Like, obviously, we got – Eric Lapointe, who's got a massive deadlift on him. And um, God knows where his deadlift might end up. If he's got the adrenaline going and he thinks he needs to fight to grab, grab you know, whatever he's going to be shooting for on his third deadlift, whether it's a record or depending on how the day goes, it may even be a medal. Uh, last Nationals, we've seen all types of crazy stuff from fireworks. And we saw a big shift in the top five. So anything's possible. The villain Ricky Cho returns. Um, previously, he had missed weight, but I think he's on point because i believe in his tune-up he hit weight and hit hit some numbers and he had a tune-up for you know cutting weight etc so he's a massive 74 but he returns and he should be ready um yeah guys like gauge um it's it's going to be ramos it's who's moving up from the 66s if i'm not mistaken and uh so there's a lot of people who are just outside what most people would assume is podium but remember cho made it onto the podium when one of the top three falters. A lot of these guys are in that position where it's like, yo, you miss a couple lifts. You have a tough cut. We're there. The 74s is very competitive. Returning is Michael C, who is the junior world champion and the junior king who everyone thought might be wearing the crown and hitting that 800 kilo total the following year in 2020. And 2020 did not roll out the way we thought it might've. Now he did end up posting up uh, a 775, which is obviously very respectable, but he's going to need more if he's going to try to make a play, um, you know, for possibly a silver or possibly a gold because the gentleman ahead of him, Austin Perkins and Taylor Atwood are literally hitting historic totals. For a while there, we were saying, who's going to cross the 800 kilo barrier? Austin Perkins is a junior and he crossed 800 kilo as a 74 kilo lifter absolutely unthinkable just a few years ago we were talking about it's a big deal brett gibbs in the 83 kilo open crossed 800 now we have junior 74s however the returning king taylor atwood did it first hit 812 and he is the epitome of the big game day performer ever since he picked it up and took that world championship he has looked nothing but stellar when it comes to nationals, when it comes to worlds. And if it wasn't for the worlds being canceled in 2020 and nationals being canceled, he'd have more on his resume and his resume is absolutely spectacular. Future hall of famer there. So the big questions are, does Michael C pull it together? Does he cross the 800 kilo barrier that everyone thought he might be able to earlier because he had some bad luck leading into this? Man, maybe some learning experiences in terms of weight cut because he's got all the potential in the world. Does Perkins, who's pulled within 12 kilo of Atwood at such a young age, dub the future, is the future now? And he's ready to offset Atwood. Or is Atwood, the returning king, going to reestablish himself? And 
does the supporting cast just beneath him who are all super close. I mean, we got Eric, Cho, Gage. I mean, all these guys are extremely strong and probably stronger than their nominations show. Capable of pulling off an upset because we've seen it happen before. Gentlemen, I'm going to start with Rory this time. My man, give it to me. I'm going to start uh, just just below where I think the podium is going to be. Um, so Richard Cho is not going to make the podium. Um, like he talks a lot of smack. He's claiming he's going for 800, um, but he would need to pull a stellar day out of somewhere to overtake Michael C, Austin Perkins, and Taylor Atwood. And so I'm picking he's coming in fourth. And like he's going to put up a good performance, but I, but I don't think he's going to make the podium unless one of the other guys like loses it. Like it's, if, if he makes the podium, it won't be because he has a good day. It'll be because someone else shits the bed. Uh, my pick for third is going to be Michael C. Like I think he's great lifter. I, I, I actually think he's probably going to cross 800 or, or hit 800 in this meet. But I think that's only going to land him third. Because Perkins and Atwood are like genetic freaks or something. Um, so I've got Perkins for second, and I have got Atwood first. I think Atwood is still going to be able to defend himself this way around. Have you seen his training recently? What was that he put on Instagram the other day? Like a 300 kilo uh, yeah. paused double or something? Easy. It, was um, like it was easy. Ludicrous. It was like, it was like RP6, RP7, right? Like he is... And I, I suspect Ariane possibly has some inside information on this one, but he has got a massive total coming. And it's really hard to bet against somebody who has got a record like Atwood, right? So that's that's my picks. Arian, let's throw it to you, seeing as how we dropped your name in there. And you don't got to give any yeah. trade secrets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess kind of going from the bottom as well, as like Rory said, uh, Richard Cho did do a meet recently. I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but I believe he was saying he was injured and his numbers are, are down a little bit. Like his Delif was like, you know, 15 or 16 kilos below his best. So if he is actually injured and he can't quite hit the numbers, he can, he's not going to be able to keep up with these guys when he's at, you know, 743 and these guys are 775 and up. So um, I think it puts him him at, you know, fourth or fifth place. Maybe if his numbers are really bad, like, you know, if he really is like seriously injured, maybe he got worse than some of these guys can catch up to him. Um, but between the top three, I think it can be closer than previous years. Like, you know, a lot of times people will say going in, like, oh, it's going to be close or I'm going to win. And then Taylor ends up winning by, you know, 30, 40, 50 kilos. So I think it's going to be closer this time. Austin's obviously closed the gap to 12 kilos, but Taylor's 812 looked easier to me than Austin's 800. So I think Taylor had some more in him. I think like, you know, that following week he went did like a big delta as well. And like, you know, pound plates, maybe a delta bar. So I think it's going to be closer. It's just that the amount that Austin can gain on squat is going to be counteracted by the amount Taylor can gain on bench press and maybe even more. And then they both basically dealt the same. So it, it comes down to how much progress they both made on deadlift. Maybe it'll be similar amount. So I think in the end, even though it's going to be closer, I think still Taylor takes first, Austin takes second. I think Michael will be somewhere around where, where Rory said. I think he'll get like 790 total. I think, you know, he's building back that momentum off of those bad meets. He had the 775. I think he'll get to like 790 and get that third place. Bill, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take Atwood until he loses, man. I mean, like, you know, you've been hyping up this class for years, Ryan, and no. I just keep telling you the same thing. It's like, you know, until they beat him on the day of, I'm going to roll with Atwood, man. So, 
I mean, his training looks good, so I'm taking Atwood first. And then, Uh-oh. I don't know. I got a little different perspective here on things. I'm going to go with Michael C. for second place. I think he's due for finally putting it all together and putting a big meet together. Um, you know, he looked like in 2019 he was going to take out Taylor, and then he kind of had the, um, you know, the the cramps or the injury or whatever it was and had to deadlift 25 kilos um but i mean he was kind of in position to do that there you know had a crappy meet at the arnold where he ended up bombing out on bench press and then he competed in december of last year and didn't have a great day so i don't know why i just i, I like michael i think he's gonna do well so i i don't know i don't know why but in my head, I'm like, okay, this is it. He's going to put the performance up. So I'm going to put C in second place. Uh, I think Cho is playing games. I saw him last week or two weeks ago at my competition. Um, he was an 83. I mean, he was like a light 70, 83. He was way down at like 77 or something like that. I'm taking Cho for bronze medal. Put him on Holy the podium. Shit. And I'm going to put Austin in fourth place. Holy shit. Jesus. What the fuck I think just the, happened? The back and forth between the equip training and the, the raw training. Um, I don't know. I just, I got a feeling. That's all. <laughs> I got a feeling. Dude, wait a hey, second. Hey, Ryan, so do you want a soundbite? <laughs> you agree with Bill, you're wrong. <laughs> Bill, Bill always wins our fantasy leagues, though. So it's fucking crazy. Bill's, yeah, Bill. He won. He's winning our fantasy leagues when it's in our private. Now that it's open to the public, I'm wondering if Bill re- keeps his crown with like as many people who got signing up. But um, all right, let me digest what you just said here, young man. Um, so you must have got a really good vibe off of Cho. Not necessarily. I just I, I think. You got to put put yourself in the head of a villain, right? Like, why would he say, like, I'm coming off an injury? Uh, You know, it felt okay. But, but, you know, like, he's playing games. What about the list themselves? Some of them he worked. I honestly didn't see. I was was actually working that session, so I didn't actually see what he was legitimately doing. Um, But he was there. He looked good. He looked healthy. Yeah. He like, I'll tell you this. Some of them, he looked like he worked, but it's hard to tell because sometimes guys look like they're working, but then um, it looks like that through like a lot more, you add a lot more kilos and it, it all looks like that. Like it's hard, like look at Pena for God's sake. It's hard to tell sometimes <laughs> until they actually, and I know Cho has um, a dead on him and his dead at that meet, he was definitely holding back because we know he could dead seven hundo. Uh, I think he was the first 74 to dead 700. That's going to really piss off Pete. I said that, but um, you know, it, 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 he's capable. Look at Cho is capable. Um, and Eric is another guy who can pull with the best of them. You know, we got, there, there's, there's a lot of guys who are capable of stealing medals. If someone has a bad day, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up here. Um, I also agree in terms of C Michael in 2019, and I know it's been two years, and it's a little bit of what have you done for me lately when it comes to powerlifting community and social media in general. But in 2019, the guy won the world championships and had everybody scared. Going into the deadlift, he was in the lead, and it was like, holy shit, is this junior world champion threatening like this, the open world champion and Taylor Atwood? It was... It, what he posted in terms of a squat and bench, 
it was crazy. And it was like, oh my God, he might be able to do pull this off. Um, we know that's not how the story ends, but afterwards, you know, we all had to check ourselves. I think he has all the potential in the world. I think he puts it together. And I honestly think he's going to hit an 800 kilo total. Um, I th the, the only thing is in this uber talented field, I think that's only good enough for a bronze at this point, which is insane to say when we're talking about the 74 kilo class, but I see him with an 800 kilo total in a bronze. The only way I think he doesn't have 800 kilo is if he's getting threatened coming up with a guy like Cho, who's loading the bar with a massive dead. And we know C he's a great lifter, but if he's got one lift, that's a little behind of some of these other guys, that's the dead. If Cho starts loading up something crazy and he's like, all right, I could risk 800, but if I don't need 800 for a bronze, you got to make that decision. What's, what's more important to you, the bronze or the 800? I don't know. I got no freaking idea what means more to him, but so that take that caveat with it. I think in terms of the real battle with Perkins and Atwood, I think Atwood isn't ready to go. As a matter of fact, I'll do you one better. I think Atwood's going to open up a present <laughs> and he's going to have a phenomenal day. We're all going to be talking about it. Um, looking at how his lifts are moving now, Perkins is a monster. Him at, is he 22 right now? Is he, has he hit 22 yet? 22 years old. So he's 10 years younger than Atwood and he's right close with possibly the best power lifter in the world. You know, Atkins won, or Atwood, sorry, one uh, best lifter at the 2019 World Championships. Like, what are we talking about here? And at 22, he's neck and neck with him. So Perkins is right there. And I, it, it would be almost inconceivable that this guy doesn't end up with the crown on his head at some point in time. I just think not yet. At 22, for him to be a 74 kilo lifter and already have crossed the 800 kilo mark absolutely insane um and he says he's underrated and i'm telling you at 22 years old dog i don't know how anyone be, could be sleeping on this kid at this point but um but whatever fuels whatever gets him through his workouts because it's obviously working but i'm gonna take perkins for a silver and uh i am super interested in seeing what all these gentlemen do because it's it's like six it's not quite the 66s but because 66 is, I think, have more people capable of pulling it off and winning, but it's freaking, it's tight because people can steal medals. People can come up and steal medals. We saw that in 2019 and we might see it again. It's right, interesting. You mentioned the, the ages to like, you know, look towards the future of the weight class. And it's like, yeah, Taylor's 32 turning 33, Austin's 22, Michael's 25, and Richard's 24 turning 25. Yeah. So, so even if Taylor wants to stick around like another three to five years and then eventually leave, all these guys will be younger than how old Taylor is right now. And the class will be open to them. It, this is it. That's why I'm saying like, you know, it's just time. It's not a matter of like Austin's a decade younger and he's 12 kilo away. Like it's just time. So for, for Taylor, I mean, I, I know his body's, we, he's been open about injuries and whatnot. He's been doing this winning titles, you know, us national titles, world titles, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's difficult. We'll see how it all pans out. Don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but you're absolutely right. There's a bit of a gap here between the King and the rest of the guys. But two years ago, when we had this conversation, gentlemen, um, in our DMS, 
these guys were even younger. Now they're, I think they're starting to come into their own. It's freaking almost inconceivable that Perkins is only 22 doing what he's doing though. I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, the kid is a phenom. Right? Well, the interesting thing, I mean, I know you're talking about age and everything, but like Taylor only started lifting a year and a half before Austin did. Yeah. So Taylor was, you know, like 2014 and, and Austin was like the beginning of 2016. They started powerlifting. Now, obviously one was 26 and one was 16, but still, you know, you're talking about training age. They're, you know, pretty damn close to what it is. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like Taylor was a full grown man. Um, and Austin yeah, was, for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it's a, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Perkins, despite being a young guy, you're right. He's, he's got big meat experience and he's been around. Um, so let's move on to the 83s because it doesn't get no easier. It's uh, the 83s is pretty freaking stacked. Um, I guess, first off, let's, let's, I'll set it up with some of the storylines and we'll do it like we've been. So a couple storylines here, obviously we have the return of Russell or who hasn't competed since 2019. We're talking two years here. Now his last performance, holy shit. If you want a performance to leave off on, you know, he won the world championships, 833 kilo total, 10 times body weight. Um, obviously, you know, he's on top of the division and everybody's coming at the crown. But look at the people who are coming at the crown. Sean Noriega has now posted two times in a row, 825 kilo total. He's starting to get some consistency. Now, the biggest knock, everyone knew Sean Noriega was capable. The biggest knock someone might have said was, not consistent though. If that was the biggest knock, two meets in a row, 825. And how significant is 825? How many times in history has an 83 kilo lifter even registered 825? We're talking handful here. You know, we're talking like uh, how many times has Orhi hit 825 and up? You know, how many times has Brett hit in competition 825 and up? And it's probably only them. You know, we're talking 825 is very significant. 825 might even win this if, if Orhi misses a couple lifts. So in terms of threat levels, yes. Yes, Noriega is a fucking threat. And in terms of the biggest knock on Noriega being consistency, he's starting to show it. He doesn't even need to put up much more than he's been putting up now consistently. And I think twice in a row for powerlifting, we usually only perform a couple times a year is fairly consistent. But having said that, gentlemen, we also have guys like Angelo Fortino, who has joined the 800 kilo club. A massive 345 kilo deadlift. Um, so you know, if he's in pole position to grab a medal, that deadlift is getting loaded up. I don't know. I, I've I've been watching his and reposting him consistently. Uh, particularly, his squat is moving like crazy. I mean, he's going it, that 800 kilo total is not, uh, you know, that's not a one off for him. He's moving it up for sure. Um, his squat is consistently going up. You know, his deadlift, though, in terms of what he's moving in the gym, I, God knows what the limit is. So if someone starts missing lifts, that bar is going to get awful heavy and anything's capable when it comes to Angelo Fortino. However, we got some wild cards in here. Guys like John or Deuce Gruden, he's on the nominations as John Gruden. Deuce, Deuce is returning, for those who don't know, returning world champion from 2017 in the juniors, controversial win 
over Sean Noriega when I threw Arian under the bus and caused all types of shit. We don't need to get into that's for another day. Maybe we at the end of this episode we'll relive that. But um, but Deuce is back and Deuce is wild, baby. The last time he had, I have him at uh, seven eighty seven point five, and this is back in two thousand nineteen. I have no idea where this gentleman's going to be at right now. And I don't think anyone really does. He's part of the flex fam, but he is all types of a genetic freak as well. And um, obviously if he's on his a game, he's a threat. We just don't know where two years ago, that's when he put up that total. So who knows where he's at, but he's, he's won in the big show. He's a former world champion and he's battled that with Sean Noriega before. So let's see if it's repeat or revenge. And then we also got Jamar Royster, whom I have said, please, Jamar, I have said it. It's out there. If he doesn't squat 700 pounds, I'm relinquishing King. I said I was going to delete King of Liss. I might relinquish it. Instead of deleting, let me let me do this. Let me because 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 it hasn't passed yet, so I'm allowed to do some little caveats here. I will relinquish. Hang on, hang on. This is like WWE. I will relinquish King of the Lifts to Arian Messi Kamesi to whoever wins the Tournament of Champions. Hang on, no, no, no. It stays in the family (laughs) to Arian Messi Kamesi for a month. (laughs) <laughs> that's it and that's a, that's a promise if he doesn't squat 700 and that's gonna fucking kill me okay king of the lips is just gonna turn into tsg advertising for a month for being gonna be all, Taylor all, only ipf repost for a month <laughs> yeah i don't know what Sorry. the hell's gonna happen Sorry. i apologize ahead of time i apologize ahead of time to everybody who might have to endure this but it's not me it's jamar jamar for the love of god for the good of the sport 700 don't my put friend us through that jamar don't put us through that just squat no. 700 jamar please um and he's done so much more in the gym if the cut i don't know where he's at body weight wise even if the reason why i was so confident saying this i was telling myself even if the cut is a crazy cut and it drops his squat significantly he should still be able to hit 700 he i, I can't remember now because the training numbers exactly where he's at with the squat but it was well above 700 he was going over 700 for reps so my man there it is um so since you're so confident in his numbers do you want to give your picks first no so i <laughs> we also have um delaney wallace edward taylor i mean it's it's a stack field both those gentlemen coming in at 790 and uh they're obviously also knocking at the door of an 800 kilo total. You can't, this is a stacked class. You can't afford to miss, but when it is this stacked, you're pushed to go the limit and that's when you do miss. So I guarantee this is, again, this is another one where we're telling anybody listening, if you're in the fantasy league powerlifting we're running or you're just betting friends on this, uh, proceed with caution. It's a fucking crapshoot. Arian? We start with your picks, love. All right. So this is definitely a stack class, and I have to go through and look at train numbers and come up with estimated totals for everyone to try and figure out who's going to place where. And so my first prediction is that Deuce Gruden does not attend because while his train numbers, what he's been posting has been going well, and I hear that his training is going really well, 
there is the issue with the NFL and whether he can, you know, free up his schedule in order to come and attend. So my first prediction is he's going to be out of it. Do you know insider about that? Uh, I hear it's up in the air. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Fair. I don't want you to, yeah. If he doesn't want to make an announcement, don't make it for him. Fair enough. As, as far as Sean's consistency, consistency, I was going back and forth on this because the local meet he did before 20 to 17 nationals, he goes eight for nine. And then his total goes down 17 and a half kilos at nationals. 2018, the local meet before, he goes eight for nine. His total goes down 12 and a half kilos at nationals. 2019 nationals, the local meet before that, he goes seven for nine. And then at nationals, he loses 12 and a half kilos off his total. So I was like, at first I wanted to drop his total and say, okay, he's going to go six or seven for nine. And then I was like, man, I think he finally puts it together. That bench has progressed. He might chip the bench record on his second and third. Theoretically, he could probably even open with it, but it's probably way too much of a variable that he won't open with it. Maybe second and third, or maybe just save the chip for the third. Um, and then I was looking at these other guys, man. Edward Taylor's looking strong. Delaney Wallace is looking strong. Jamar's looking strong. Angelo's looking strong. So what I did is I went Russ first, 839. I went Nori second at 830. Then I put... Angelo pulling into third with 820, beating out Delaney, who tried to pull into the position with 817.5, who beats out Edward Taylor at 812 and a half. And then I got your boy Jamar at 800. I don't think he can keep up with the, even with the big squad, I don't think he can keep up with the other guys on bench and deadlift. Dog, you you even got numbers. Like how, you would it come to you in a dream or something? You're saying it like you saw this already. The only way I can figure it out. <laughs> holy shit so i have russ only with the small pr 839 and and sean again with a small pr 830 and that's going to be enough to do first and second well you you definitely will never load the bar more than you think you need to to win and it's too tight um let's go with rory this time how are you feeling about this i know that there's a lot of people who think that sean noriega is going to be able to beat russell or he at this meet and I think that on a good day, Russell Orhey is better, good for much more than 8.39. And I think his, in the last few meets that he has done, he's been a lot more consistent than Sean Noriega. However, the last time that he competed was like late 2019. That was his like second or third or fourth meet for the year. What was that? It was his, sorry, it was his second meet for the year. It was like very shortly after, after Royal Worlds, which he won. Coming into 2020, coming into Sheffield uh, when I was doing a, a lot of work scouting the 83s. Um, I was I was picking that or he was going to be good for something like an 865 total. Um, and he used to have depth issues until he missed his first and second squad at Raw Nationals and uh, was that like late tour might have been might have been the meet in 2019. He missed his first and second squad and they got it got it on his third. And since then his depth and training has gotten a lot better. And I suspect that that is going to turn into a much more consistent performance, um, particularly on, the, on, on, on squad depth, um, than, his, than he has historically. So I'm so, picking... So I'm picking like, hang on one sec, though. You like this squad depth on his corrupted strength meet then? I haven't seen that. You're a liar. You've seen it. You're a liar. I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> I, okay, I will say this. I think he should have well, won yeah, at that national meet. His, well, his third squat was exactly as high as his first and his second, and both of those got red lights. Uh, he should have bombed at that meet. But it seems like he learned from that meet, and his training depth got a lot better after that. And so for that reason, I'm, I'm, I'm backing him to win this. I don't think Sean Noriega has the same thing. And so I've looked at the same the, the, the exact same thing that Arian was looking at, and he's like, you know, PR total at local meet, 
dips a little bit for nationals. PR total at local meet dips a little bit for nationals. And so I'm suspecting that Noriega is not going to come in and put his best performance together. I think it'll be okay. Um, and when I say okay, like it's probably going to be like 825 or 830, yeah, so he can touch body weight, right? Like, but it's not going to be enough to beat, like, okay, that's an outstanding total, but it's not going to be enough to beat Ohi. And then for third, I'm struggling with this. The uh, the third in the 83s is is very up in the air, but I'd really like to see Angelo uh, uh, and Angelo Fortino take it. So I'm going to say uh, s- s- soft answer, Angelo Fortino for third. Do you think, uh, do you think Russell push like, because you're only going to do as much as you think you need to, do you think we see full, full on Russ doing what you think he might be capable of? And I'll tell you what I think he's capable of in a second, but do you think he goes full on 850 and just leaves people in the dust? Or do you think he plays a somewhat conservative game? Um, but if he plays it too tight, he allows possibly Sean who has a massive bench and then Sean, who's got a, a big dead. Like, how do you think that rolls out? I don't have much insight into his mindset, but if I was going to guess, I would guess he's going to err on the side of the less cautious approach. Um, less cautious? And that's mainly because the less cautious approach. I'm, I'm picking he's going to push, push for the 850, 860 end rather than the sort of, you know, 835 um, end of like the, the the range that he's poss- possibly good for. Um, and the reason that I think that is not so much because I, I have any particular insight into the way that, that Russ thinks about training or approaches competition. Um, but that is what I have seen from Joey Flex, who I believe is going to be handling him in the past. And so that's, that is my guess for, for why it's going to go in that direction. You know what? I, I tend to agree that that seems to be Joey's handling style is put your big cards up front and uh, let's see if someone can handle it. And then we're just going to seal the deal afterwards. If you can't, <laughs> right. We'll let the chips fall where they may bill. What are you thinking, sir? All right, so I have uh, let me see. I have Delaney ending up in third place here. Um, I think yeah, his deadlift is coming along pretty big right now. Um, so he had that eight what seven ninety total. He's gonna put just twenty at least twenty kilos on that in just deadlift alone. So I mean, he's gonna be looking at like a you know eight twenty, kind of like Arians at eight twenty eight twenty plus, I think. Um, and then I'm just gonna do it and go with Sean. He's gonna beat Russ by half a kilo. Oh. oh my god! This, this, go out of this guy. He's gonna have. He's gonna have the. He's gonna have the bench chip, and I think they're gonna plan for him to pull last, and he will end up beating Russ by half a kilo. I'll tell you what. I tell you what. It's not. It's Sean is tight, and I'll tell you if Rory is right in terms of handling approach, like it's an all or nothing kind of affair when you have a massive squad advantage over you think your closest, comp- I don't, I shouldn't say massive squad advantage when you think that's where you're going to cover your ground. And um, so if you try to go heavy on that squat, but you miss because you're thinking this, we're going to build my base. So you're pushing and that's the style. You miss your third. Oh shit. And now you're behind the eight ball. And now um, obviously Sean's got a massive bench and now he knows exactly when he needs to load up the dead. I mean, it's not the, this isn't fucking crazy here. You know, this, go ahead. I've man. never wanted to lose to bill before, um, but <laughs> I would, I would like to see Noriega win. Why is that? Why do you think that just first shake up and the whole, it's exciting because why do you say that? Oh, I, I like Noriega as a person. Um, <laughs> I would like to see him win, but I don't think he will. So 
Yeah. But, but, but I think it is, it is a big difference in squat when Sean's at 295 in comp and Russ is at 313.5 in comp. So he feels like, you know, he has to get a lot on squat. And if you miss your third, you may have lost like seven and a half to 10 kilos right there. So you may be stuck with 300 or 305. And then, yeah, then you're behind on bench press and then you got to pull big, which Russ did, I think, 337.5 in his little gym meet. So he has a big delve there too. It just depends on, yeah, what what each of them are pulling at the end and what their grip can hold on to. Because Russ, sometimes it looks like the bar is like slipping out of his left hand when he's holding out of the lockout. But he's, yeah, yeah I mean, so with, with, Sean's, so, with Sean's last meet, his, you know, 325 deadlift was pretty damn easy looking. So he, he's um, never looked more on point. It's fucking, yeah. it looks phenomenal. Yeah, he's got a new coach and everything. So, I mean, training's going really well for him. Um, bench is obviously f- flying. And I think him being able to chip the bench and Russ possibly not being able to chip the the squat could could end up being the, the, the kicker here. You know, depending on what Jamar does before him. Yeah. If, you know, Jamar is going for 700 on his second attempt, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Um, if he kind of gets there first and, you know, he ends up, you know, above Russ and he might not be able to chip something that he wants to chip or with Sean being able to chip second because of the, you know, squat being the first thing, then Sean can go up that extra half a kilo to make sure he has that advantage. And if you're listening, please make sure you do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The record's only 215, So he could do 216 or 221. Right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So if if Russ has the half a half a kilo chip from the, from the squat, then Sean has to make sure he goes up a whole kilo over, um, yeah, with so, the chip, that's all. So, so Rory, you get mad at me about having insider information. What about Bill providing insider information yeah. to who he's picking? Bill's, Bill's start, provide, Bill. I can provide it. Russ, DM me. I'll, guys. But um, I do want to say, Bill, you made a couple of really good points here. Um, well, well, I'm, I'm going to mishmash all your guys' points because you're all making good points here. But um, in terms of styles, and it's 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 almost needed for. Russell to get the total he needs, he has to make a push during squat. So, co- so Joey's coaching style of in terms of handling of we're gonna make a push here, he's correct in that though because if you're going to win, it's off the strength of what you've done early. However, it, Jamar is a wild card where Jamar is actually gonna hurt or he but he's not going to hurt Sean if he grabs a chip and starts taking the record away and it's no longer in sight. So Russ is like, well, my opportunity for a chip is gone if Jamar's on point, but Sean's isn't, it's still there. And that's where it's like, frig, this isn't a two man battle. And the other, other contestants in this battle can start jumping at Rory. You look like you want to say something. I, I don't think he does have to push like, you don't get points for pushing and missing, right? You get points for attempts that you make. And so, like, if isn't it cool to is, miss the most? That's to load up the most and miss the most. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah, man. Next weekend at my meet, I'm going to load up a 220 bench and I'm going to get stapled, but it's going to look <laughs> fucking cool. No, you, get, you get points for making attempts, right? Like, you, you get nothing for squatting a little bit high on a 320 squat or something, getting two red lights, and like, you lose everything between your second attempt and that versus actually getting a 315, right? And so the difference there is you've, you've got like a potential loss of five kilograms by doing that. And so if I was, if I, if I was handling uh, Russ for this meet, I wouldn't even be looking ahead to go, okay, I need, I need to scratch up seven and a half kilos on the squat. Otherwise I'm not gonna be able to ca- you know, keep up on the bench or whatever like that. It's, I, w- I wouldn't even be looking at it like that. I would go, 
what can I squat reasonably reliably, like, you know, with 80% confidence or something like that today? What can I bench with 80% confidence today? Do that, go six for six, build a subtotal, and then worry about it when you get to deadlifts. Yeah. Right, but he'll be behind in, in subtotal. That's what I'm saying. But, but that's why I put him at yeah, a... No, he will, he will, yeah, he probably will be. But, but I wouldn't oh, start shit. by pushing on squats, risking cooking yourself and missing kilos. Here's the... It's so tough. Um, it's tough because the hype behind it, I know what you mean. And like, for sure, this is, we know we've had this conversation, but this is how people get pulled out of their element and you make people chase numbers because they feel pressure. And you could do all types of things with your deadlift openers and whatever. And, um, you know, it's, it's difficult. And this is where the game comes in, where you can make people overextend. I, and when you're in the moment, you might like you're 80% when you're, full of adrenaline on the platform and it's a battle like this you're just like how much you got in you it's so fucking hard to tell it's not the gym it's not a local meet it's hard to be like you know just tell me how much we'll keep it reasonable it's like oh man it's difficult right and you always feel like you got more in the power lifters almost to almost every single lifter thinks they got more in the tank you're speaking you're speaking logic my friend it's just not always the way things unfold. And, and, uh, and if you play too conservative, if you play too conservative, you, I guarantee you a six for six, but I also don't you know, I guarantee you, you better have a monster dead in you. Um, so did we get, did we get your one, two, three out of you, Bill? Yeah. So Sean, Russ, and then Delaney. And, um, and Aaron, you already went. Yep. Let's go 93s. Uh, no, no, sir. Hang on a second. I didn't give mine yet. Ryan hasn't he's actually. He's already it. taken over King of Lifts. Listen, Jamar hasn't squatted yet. He's already, he's already like, yep, and I got the keys to the car and we're fucking driving here. So going to 93s and all right. So hang on one sec. I'm gonna say, um I'm still thinking, or he's gonna take this. I agree with Rory that I think he's good for you know 850 and beyond. I think or he is a gifted powerlifter who's you know sometimes I've, I've said this before some people are built for this in terms of like you know their levers and when they lift and just the muscle density for it, it's it's insane that if anybody's built for this my god or he's built for this and um i think he hasn't shown what he's capable of as long as he gets those squats in i the the fear is if they go too heavy on the third not that he fails but it feels a little heavy and his legs are so damn thick and he, and he cuts it a little bit high. Um, because sometimes it feels like it's depth and, and uh, you know, especially when you're, when you're a huge guy in the legs and torso, et cetera. Um, but uh, I'm still going to take Orhi because I think if he sinks those squats, I agree with Rory that he's good for 850 and beyond. And I think Sean is a phenomenal lifter. One of the greatest ever 83s that ever lived. Um, Obviously, I mean, he already is, no matter what happens come the, the U.S. Nationals. I think Sean, who's hit 825 in a row, is going to post up something that historically would have won him world championships. That's how good I think he is. Just not enough. And I think Fortino is going to pull for that bronze. The faith I have in Fortino's deadlift at this point um, is incredible. I, and I think he's going to be right up there with – like he's going to be a lot closer to Sean than people think because um, his squats are moving phenomenally in that deadlift, my guy. 
Um, we got 15 minutes with Rory, so let's let's move on to the 93s. Gentlemen, um, we got a returning national champion, and some people feel like an uncrowned world champion. We missed the worlds in 2020. My man put up a fantastic total. Obviously, I'm talking about another flex squad, um, Jonathan Keiko, who put up an 892. Keiko. 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 Thank you, sir. Jonathan Keiko who put up an 892.5 kilo total for a 93. What are we talking about here? He's the real deal in all three lifts. I mean, you got guys who are predominantly massive deadlifters. You got guys who are, you know, subtotals. I would say he's in all three lifts, just like I think, or he is as well, or he can medal in all three events at Worlds. And um, Jonathan is, is the same to me. But we also have some contenders here. Um, Connor, who's the same in 2019 is the junior world champion is now arrived young guy rapid pace. He's only 24 years old and uh, he's got an 860 total here. And he's so previously he jumped from an 822.5 to an 860. And it's worth noting that in terms of these young guys and their rates of adaptation. So when you look at 860, you're like, well, he's pretty far behind though, isn't he? These guys move rather quickly. You know, so an 860 could be close enough, especially when it comes to top flight competition and you start missing a couple of lifts. Um, Chance Mitchell, who, who's coming in on an 835, is a solid performer, a veteran of the game, and uh, very clean lifts. And if you guys have been paying attention, I've been reposting, but if you've been paying attention to his lifts, having a phenomenal training right now. Um, I'm expecting him to do some PR numbers and have a PR total. 835 is going to get left in the dust. I don't think that's anywhere close to what he's capable of. Um, so he's a threat. He's a bigger threat than 835 might be indicative of. We also have guys like Gavin. Um, you know, he just started in 2019, I believe. So an 830 total is a little bit of also a red herring. He's probably far more capable because he's fairly fresh in the game. He's also a young guy. How old is Gavin here? 23 years old. So 830s got playing more in a tank. We got veterans entering like David Ricks, who's Superman himself, the legend, has so many world titles. His IPF resume is like a laundry list. And uh, guys like LS McLean, a multiple time world champion, also returning. Uh, LS is going 105. Is he 105? I got him as yep. a 93. Okay. He, he just put a change in. Okay. Gotcha. Well, we, we scratch him. But, um, and Lorenzo Wright, Justin Rogers, actually, I want to say also with Justin Rogers, um, he's down nominated as an 812.5, but he's done an 835.5 and uh, he's got a big squat and he's, he's also all kinds of strong. Um, fellas, uh, I'll give, you know, I'll give it to you, Rory, just in case. Yeah, Rory, go. Leave. You okay, sir? Kaiko is going to total like... 900 kilos right like possibly over 900 kilos and in fact i would love to see him total over 900 um and so like borkett is that is that how you say his name connor borkett i think yeah like he's a very good lifter um like i think he's going to total something that in another year might win the meet or or podium or win at worlds um but Kaiko has gone from being, I don't even remember hearing about him before about two years ago, to being like one of the biggest threats in the USAPL in, in not very much time, right? Um, like, you, like you said, he's an absolute all-rounder. Like, squats amazing, uh, bench is incredible, like, decent deadlifter. Like, he's bringing a full package. He's likely to total, 
like I said, like over 900 kilos. What was his What was his total from his last meet? Like, did you say 892? 892, yeah. Yeah, so like 900, it's probably so close he can taste it at this point. Um, <laughs> and so like I've, I'm, I'm picking Kaiko to win and I don't think it's close. Like I think Kaiko is going to win and he's going to win by a lot. And then it's going to be like, you know, 30, 40, 50 kilos down to book it. Um, and then I'm a little, again, I'm a little bit hesitant to, to pick a third place. Like, I think there's some, some great, great lifters sort of in the mix. Um, can't, can't count out Dave Ricks. Um, like I, I would have said, can't count out Ellis if he makes weight, but it sounds like he's going to 105. So that, that should be okay. Um, like Chance Mitchell, again, like great lifter in particular, great squatter. Um, I do, I believe he got COVID recently. So like, it's hard to know what, how that's going to affect him, but that might've been a couple of months ago now and he might be, might be back on his feet. Um, and so maybe, maybe Charlie, maybe Charlie Dixon for third. He's out, I believe. Oh, he's out. Gosh, I'm looking at an old version of the uh, nominations. Uh, <laughs> in that case, in that case, I'm going to say Ch Chance Mitchell for third. And what I want you, so we're going to go around the table some more. I want you to DM me your picks for 105, 120, and 120 plus. Um, and I'm going to read your picks off. And if you want to give notes as well, I'll say your notes. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to bow out now then. Thanks very much. No um, remember, as a matter of fact, if, if you want doubt, to give me, do the... sorry, yep. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, if, if in doubt, just go to the opposite of whatever Bill says. It should be fine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Bill's been wild. Wild Bill. This wild is we call Bill. Bill. We called him Big Bill. Now he's Wild Bill. Um, and if you even give me voicemails, Rory, I'll even play your voicemails uh, <laughs> if you want. But nonetheless, as quick as possible, give me, you know, your picks and I'll rattle them off. Kind, sir. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Much appreciated, you sir. Later. You're the man. Yeah. Talk to you in a bit, sir. Um, all right. Maybe we'll go with Arian. What's your pick? This is another one that I thought was going to be a close battle. And so, again, I had to go train numbers, come up with estimated totals to figure out my placing. Um, so I'll start with the bottom up. And, yeah, I mean, I've known Chance since, like, 2014 or 2015. He just, like, consistently makes lifts, consistently progresses. He's got that big squat. He's got that big deadlift. I just – looking at his numbers, I don't think he can keep up with how fast a couple of these new guys are progressing. So I had to put – Chance had a big PR total. I put him at 857.5, 22 and a half kilo total PR, but I put him at fourth place. At third place, I put Gavin Aiden because his numbers in training have looked ridiculous. He's a beefy boy. He's been progressing well. He's putting up some, some big squat, big bench, big deadlift. He's, you know, he's a junior putting up the unofficial world record bench press. So I put him at third place at 877.5. So I think he's going to have a massive 47 and a half kilo total PR, oh. but I think Burley Bork beats them on the final deadlift. So I have him at 880 because they both have, you know, massive squats and massive deadlifts, but uh, Connor has a little bit of a bigger deadlift. So I think he'll put whatever, whatever he needs on the bar to pull that 880 and get him to second place. And kind of like um, Rory was saying, I think Jonathan kind of cruises. He's another guy who's very consistent. 2018 nationals eight for nine or sorry, 2018 nationals nine for nine. 2019 nationals nine for nine his last local meet nine for nine so i think they'll play a little bit more conservative for jonathan they won't go you know rp 10 for everything i think they'll just you know do what he needs to do to cruise to a victory and actually have him at 900 kilo total which is kind of what roy was predicting so i think he breaks that 900 dude i love that you um 
straight up, like you put a lot of thought into it, crunched, looked at their training and be like, what would I project this training at? I mean, it's, who knows what happens day up. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's that close. And and Chance's numbers have been good. Like I thought recently he did, uh, from what I saw was like, he pulled 330 for a triple on deadlift. So I think he'll come and he'll get the 350 that he's missed before. I just don't think it's enough to keep up with those top three. Could be right. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, pretty close to the same. I mean, um, Kaiko, dude's a stud. I think he should win it. Um, Connor Borker should be a second place guy for sure here. And then um, I like what I'm seeing from Justin Rogers. I was actually going to go with LS McLean with for bronze here, but since LS has bumped up, um, um, I had uh, Justin Rogers in fourth place. So I'm going to move him up to third place. I like what I've been seeing with him, and. Wouldn't you just love to see Dave Ricks put it together and like just make oh, the podium though? Don't tease me. Right? Like don't throw up like a, like a 340 squat or some dumb crazy shit like that. Don't <laughs> like, do it, buddy. I would <laughs> sacrifice a child for that. I, I, I love David Ricks. Um, and, and he's Superman, but he's getting to the point where he's no longer Superman, constantly squatting high in training. Dude, it's got to be said. It hurts me. I want to, people like sometimes send me David's. Um, squats like can you believe he's he's in his 60s squatting some crazy numbers i'm like you got to repost this and i'm like my friend those are high though and i say this i fucking love david ricks like i'm not like i love david ricks i've had him on the podcast he's one of my favorite lifters of all time i'm not gonna post it if i think it's a little high it would kill me for people to talk shit about david ricks in the comments and even if i and even if they call it out saying it's high and i'm like fuck it kind of looks high though I don't, I can't, you know, I'm I don't know. Kidding. Florida weather. It's a home game for him. Could be nice and warm, you know, like, get him, yeah, nice, you know, loosen, loosen him up a little bit. Don't tease me. Cause I want to believe, I want to believe, take my money. And, and he only the- has to do one rep. Cause when usually when he's doing training, he's doing like, you know, a heavy triple or a heavy set of five. <laughs> and the first one's pretty solid depth because it's difficult. Then he'll cut the next reps higher to get more reps in, but in competition, yeah. only needs one. We're talking. We're talking ourselves into this because we're we're faithful. We're his, we're disciples. Listen, I was, no, I said it was. I wouldn't. Wouldn't it be great? I would love to see it. That's yeah, what I, said. I agree, one hundred percent. Look, and I think we're all on the same page here. Jonathan is just a a, a runaway train at this point. Um, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to hit a nine hundred kilo total, and and possibly more. But if he doesn't need more, and he consistently goes nine for nine, and he's he's a pro at this. I think he's, I think he's going to tell himself or, and uh, Joey and them are going to be like, look at him. If we want to be the first 93s, actually, sorry, excuse me, pardon me. Cause Norris, but if we want to hit join the 900 kilo total club and, and also solidify, you know, getting this title, that's an amazing day. Go nine for nine. I think he's more than capable of it. I'm on the same page as you guys as well. In terms of uh, Connor Borkert, I think he's probably the junior world champion is really i mean he's gaining tons of ground and i think he's a good call for a silver medal as well they where we deviate um i think justin rogers the progress he's making is phenomenal i don't know where he's at yet in terms of the three lift but when i look at his individual lifts on any given day his squat is freaking scary he's all types of strong don't see enough of him yet to put it together so I'm not going to bump out a veteran and I'll tell you who I got, but I'm starting to lean towards it now. You know, it's not veteran. Bad. sounds like Dave Ricks to me. Well, hang on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> okay. But um, so you know that I'm obviously, if I'm saying veteran, I'm not picking Gavin and I'll tell you why there. I think Gavin might be right up there with Connor 
um, neck and neck. The guy's young as hell, and the numbers he's putting up are freaking crazy. I just haven't seen enough of him. How many times has he competed, Arian? A cu- only a couple times for USAPL. Let me pull it up real quick. On open did- powerlifting, I think it's just period. It's only been like three or four. Or- yeah, for USAPL, he did June 2019, uh, 727. And then Raw Nationals, he did 762. And then August 2020, he did 830. So three meets. Three competitions since 2019. I mean, he's young. I, I just, it's not like, it's just, I don't know. Um, so when I don't know, and if I'm going for a pick, I'm going to go with a guy that's been consistent and I'm going to go with chance who I have seen consistently putting it in this training looks phenomenal on him. I think he's got a lot more than an 835 in the tank. Um, and his deadlifts been moving his squats been moving. I, I got faith that he he's, he's got enough to hold off the young lion, but Gavin might surprise me. You know what? I wouldn't even say surprise me. Just might show me. Um, I haven't seen it yet. And uh, that's what happens when you're somewhat new to the game. I, I swear to God, I wouldn't be surprised. I just haven't seen it. And I got to see it. Just wait a couple of weeks and you'll see it. Let's just wait a couple of weeks. There it is. <laughs> um, true Real enough. quick. Dave yeah. Ricks's first meet was four months before my, I was born. <laughs> Jesus. February, 1981. Dave Ricks first competed. That's insane. He's been competing longer than I've been alive. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. And, and I am now and, a master's and I'm now a master's lifter. And you're a master's lifter. <laughs> and, and even though we talk about his high squats, I believe he said he's only bombed out one or two times before. And one was one was a recent one. Yeah, he bombed out in Canada the 2018 World Championships. Yeah. And the guy who ended up winning was a Canadian lifting in his home nation. And he showed up thinking, Well, there's no fucking way I'm beating Superman. And <laughs> David Ricks bombed out and he's I talked to him afterwards, I was like, dude. And he goes, holy shit i just beat superman (laughs) i swear to god i asked him what's next he goes next what are you kidding me i'm retiring there's no gets no better i just fucking beat superman that's it bud so either either that meet or maybe also one other meet is the only time he's ever bombed out in 40 years raw and equipped nationals worlds traveling around everything like that so he knows how to figure it out on game day solid point solid point yeah he puts it together. Although so sometimes he moves forward with just his opener, but you are right. It's it any given day. We'll, we'll always remember when he gave Jesse Norris, who is like a goat, um, the scare of his life and almost took the U S raw nationals from him. And he was 175 years old when he did it. All right, fellas, let's move into the one Oh fives. Um, I'll set it up. Then I'll let you guys go and I'll check my DMS. If Rory has given me his picks, but um, the 105s is the land of the Giants. We got a young man named Ashton Rouska. Pronounce the name right, gentlemen. Say it again. Rouska. Rouska, yeah. Rouska. And um, my God, a 950. What are we talking about as a 105? Ashton is, uh, we, you know, King Oath proclaimed him the 2020 lifter of the year with that on the strength of that 950. Um, obviously no major competitions being held, but his potential sky is the limit. Everybody needs him to have a bad day. You would assume the only thing that we could say is he has had the odd bad day and a gentleman who was in the field, Bryce Lewis, ironically coined Mr. Consistency by myself at the IPF world championships has very few bad days. Bryce Lewis has won multiple U.S. Nationals. 
it has won the IPF World Championships, medaled as a silver medal to the IPF World Championships, a threat in the squat, a threat in the bench, a threat in the deadlift. And last time they faced off at Nationals, he defeated Ashton. He's shown it is possible. And there's a reason why we don't just give the Yankees the World Series every time. You got to go out there and actually play. Remember, Ashton got third at that Nationals also. Remember that. Nice segue for our other top contender, Michael Davis, who's coming in. Now, let me read off some of these. So uh, Michael Davis has a 915 total um, and Bryce Lewis is a 902.5. I believe his 902.5 though is from a couple years ago and he isn't, uh, doesn't have an official total for 2020. So who knows where he's actually at? Um, we can only assume he's progressed. I would, I would, I would say so. And beyond even Michael Davis, who also beat Ashton and is a full well capable, he's a flex boy, and he's a, he's a very capable lifter. We have Cayman Battle, who posted up an 890, um, but he's, and that was from November 2020, but he is fast gaining himself, 26 years old, and making huge strides, and I think he's way more capable than that. Um, 890 because that is obviously over a half a year ago that he posted that up and I'm looking at is what he's been doing in the gym it's freaking crazy what he's posting up he's going to definitely be up into the 900s um, how deep hard to say um, and obviously we got guys like David Wilson who who is a former uh, national champion a weight class below who has moved up and starting to fill up the 105s um, Joseph who obviously excuse me, has a monster deadlift. Um, so, so coach to handle him, but a monster deadlift. If um, Bill's the coach. Why Bill's not even paying attention. Bill oh, Jay, not- I was like, who, Joseph for the deadlift? Like, who the fuck are you talking goes, about? Yeah, like- J- yeah, Jake Amendola with the bench press. J- Jake Amendola, sorry. Does he a deadlift. Does- That's why I was confused. Okay, did I say deadlift? Because we, we, we don't got that shit. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say he's got a massive bench press. I'm sorry. <laughs> I misspoke. And then Bill tuned me out. He's waiting for me to talk about his lifter, but um, no, it's a stack field. Um, Bill, I'll let you take it off. Cause you got, you got a horse in a race here. What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, I think um, for the top spot, it's a, it's a two man race. I think um, you're looking at Bryce and Ashton going head to head. I think um, Ashton competes like every other weekend. It's like, it's crazy how much this dude competes, man. He just loves it. Um, yeah. He was, he, I literally did a meet two weeks ago and he was there competing just to win like 1700 bucks. It was crazy. Like, um, you know, he took like openers and like, all right, cool. Give me my money. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> but um, anyway. Um, yeah. So I guess he actually ended up ripping his hand open pretty good on his last deadlift of that competition. Um, so that's kind of something to think about, but um, yeah, I'm just going to go with Bryce. I mean, Bryce is still a class here. I mean, you know, Ashton has never beat him. So I'm going to stick with, with Bryce right now, go Bryce one, Ashton two, and I'm going to go Amendola three. And then um, yeah, LS is in here now too. So now it's like, um, that's a, that's tough, right? Um, cause I had him finishing, like, I think third in the 93s. Um, so I think, man, then you got, he's yeah. going to have to so, total like 900 kilo to, to, to podium though. Keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I, he did, he has, right. I mean, has he, what did he hit? At, he did that 120 meet, right. What did he hit at that? Was that yeah, pretty he big? Hit 885 at like 108. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you would think that you have to hit 900, right? I mean, we keep we keep saying these numbers and like they never happen, <laughs> right? Like yeah. we keep talking about the, the 800 kilos with the, but, with the but 83s. The top, three, the top three have all hit 900 kilo before. Yeah, yeah right. And so, one has done it at nationals. Um, right. Right, right. <laughs> but that was two yeah. years ago, though. You're right. It's fine. And I know what you mean. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, I'm going to tell I'm all right. Is Wilson going to make his third deadlift or is LS going to get fourth? Um, all right, give me Wilson, then LS. That's what I'm going to go. There we go. Okay. What about Davis? Michael Davis, though, because you, you you wanted me to make sure I got Davis in there. I don't want you to. Where do you have Davis then? Um, Michael Davis. What you're, 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 what are you saying? Yeah, here? I have him behind them. Oh, wow. You think he's going to have, he yeah. Hit? really? Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I, I think he, he's, he's had something hurt with his squats or something like that, or his, his leg or his back or something like that. Okay. So yeah, I don't so know if he's going to actually I, put in a full, I guess I'll jump in with my predictions. And my first prediction, similar to the 83s is that I think Mikey Davis won't show up. He hurt his hamstring at that Son meet. Son of a gun! He, Son he, of a gun! He hurt his hamstring deadlift thing at that meet and his training. I, I think he's not been posting much and he hasn't been doing much. So I suspect that, he just not, he's not going to compete. So I, I have him out. I went again with this weight class. I went and calculated totals and tried to figure out the placing. And after I did that, they updated the roster. I saw LS move to the one on five. I was like, this, this weight class is already stacked. One of those ones where like, you know, it's, it's, it can be a battle for the podium between a number of guys. And after I figured all out, LS has to make it more stacked and complicated for me. Um, he did do the 885 at 108. And he took a big jump from his second to third bench press. So he might have more in there. I haven't been following his, num his numbers too much, but I went and looked at it tonight. But ju just because I think he has to then do that weight cut and that he you know made the late change and it's knowing me, I put him at sixth place. At fifth place, I think it's going to be David Wilson because I think he's just going to pull whatever he needs to get that extra place. Because technically for our USAPL Nationals, the podium is top five. So I think he'll just load up whatever he needs, possibly to have the biggest deadlift of the, of the 105s and to get into fifth place. So I have him at 880. At fourth place, I have came in battle because uh, as far as I see on his Instagram, he hasn't posted anything this year. He The last video he has is like from his meet in November. He hasn't posted any training footage on the account that I follow. I was wondering like, you know, where is he? Is he alive or whatever? But actually during this recording, he messaged me. So at least I know he's alive. He <laughs> messaged me on Instagram, asking the question. So because I don't know any of his training or anything like that, I just, you know, I looked at his previous meet and I, and I you know, saw maybe quick press command in, in Florida that he might not get at nationals. And so <laughs> I, I went, I just gave him a two and a half kilo toll. I said, okay, he'll get 892.5 and he'll secure fourth. So in third place, I have Jake because I think he's going to have a big squat from what I saw in his training. I think he'll, you know, put up a big bench, chip it, and then just delve whatever he needs to hold, hold the placing. And I think he'll break the 900 kilo total. So I have him at 900.5. Then it came down to, you know, the, the Ashton versus Bryce. And I kept going back and forth of like, yeah, Ashton not being as consistent, missing, you know, a number of deadlifts or not even attempting the deadlifts. Like last meet, he tore his hand on second, so he didn't even attempt the third. So I was going through Bryce's like mock me in the gym and Ashton's recent numbers. And I kept going back and forth. And I think Ashton has to make three deadlifts to win. I think if he puts up, you know, that 360, 365 squat, he can take a conservative bench, 200 to 205. I know his shoulder's bothering him. 
and then he has to make three deadlifts. Somewhere between looking at the attempts he takes, I think somewhere like maybe 370 for his third to secure the first place. And Bryce is consistent, but I think his squat is very technically sound as far as competition standards. His bench and training, like when he does his mock meet, they're kind of quick on the pauses. So I think he's going to get a longer pause. And his deadlift, sometimes he uses straps. As long as when he doesn't use straps, the lockout looks a little bit questionable with like the left knee and, you know, he's like, he always does that lean back, right? He does that lean back. And so so like, I'm trying to estimate his straps, like doing reps to (laughs) what, what can he actually pull 380 or is he only going to pull like 370? And so I end up going with Ashton at a 935 total and Bryce at a 930 total. So one and two, Mm. I'm going to say Ashton comes, he makes his three squats. He just takes whatever bench he needs. He makes his three deadlifts. And he gets that national title. <sighs> Let's hear it. Rory messaged us real quick. So Rory has Bryce winning and Ashton in second place. Holy fudge. He says it, it's a tough fight, but he'd love to see Bryce win. And did he happen to mention his third place? He did no, not. No, he did not. Let's hear yours. Oh, goodness. I'm assuming it's Amendola. I'm just going to say that. Rory now that, now that Michael's out. <laughs> well, first off, I didn't know um, Michael Davis is out. I mean, it's not – he's not withdrawn on there. I'm just assuming, predicting, based on the injury. Yeah. Frig. All right. Well, I'll say it right off the bat. I thought um, I thought Davis was good for a medal. For, I, I thought he was up there with his 915, and he's so uh, – he's such a strong guy. Um but yeah, if he's injured, even if he shows, I mean, this, this field is so tight that uh, if he shows up and he still lifts, but he's injured, that's probably all it takes for him to get bumped off the podium because it's just so difficult. It's the U.S. Raw Nationals. Um, and Bryce Lewis is about as consistent. His, his resume is phenomenal. Um, he's a legend in the game. And uh, and rightfully so. I mean, when, when the heat is on, he consistently puts forth, you know, eight for nine, nine for nine. And he's good right across the board. Having said all that, Ashton on his on a bad day, not 950, which was last year. And for a guy 24 years old, you would think from last year to this year, he could conceivably have gotten stronger. But let's say on a bad day, he still posted a 938 and uh, was the lightest man to ever squat 800 pounds. It's ridiculous. And um, I know... Sometimes he, I mean, he's won U.S. Raw Nationals. He's lost U.S. Raw Nationals. We've seen him a little bit all over the place. But if he posts up even 938 now, I think the spread for him, his bad days are, are good enough, I think, because he's such a phenomenal performer. Having said that, so I'm going to pick him for gold and Bryce for silver. But you know the amount of respect I have for a guy like Bryce and once he turned that corner in his career, he's never turned back. I mean, if he goes all the way to the world championships, if he doesn't win, he's taking silver. Like the guy is a threat right to the very end. And if you start fucking up and dropping the ball, he's picking the ball up and he's slamming it. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's tighter than the numbers would suggest. And we've seen this before. <laughs> okay. I'll give that to anybody listening. Davis would have been my bronze medal pick. Arian, were you going to say something right in there, sir? No. Okay. Um, Davis would have been my bronze medal pick, but now Davis is out. Uh, LS is a freaking, um, I mean, he's a legend as well. He's a living legend as well. There's the amount of, uh, you know, he's a two-time world champion. 
um, in his 40s. My man is still crushing it. 885, frack. He's a strong fella, isn't he? Uh, Walt, David Wilson, another champion. I mean, this is stacked. And then you got, and then you got Jake. <laughs> but there's only one bronze medal. I think Cayman's coming to battle. I think he's going to take the bronze, and I think he's been he's been keeping it low. I think he might take the bronze and surprise some people. I have a freaking weird feeling. Call it a feeling. And there's my one, two, three. It's a star-studded roster, though. And um, yeah, let's think about this so real quick. So, like, Bryce obviously has one uh, classic world championship. Okay. Um, Ashton has one uh, sub junior world championship. International. Then you have what's that? Internationals. Well, yeah, I'm just talking about like worlds, right? So okay. Wilson, Wilson got fourth place at Worlds. LS is two time world champion. Um, Amendola is a you know bench press world champion. Plus, he made the team in 2019. Didn't get to go because it was canceled. So you have like you know there's like <laughs> that's that's a crazy crazy field there. I'm sorry. Mikey Davis got second in Calgary, right, for the juniors. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Mikey Diaz. They're, Mikey they're all, right. He was, a, yeah. yeah, they're all so, I mean, national, national champions, world medalists or world champions. Like, yeah, the, like the experience of all those guys is insane, insane, insane. So cool. The resumes for that class. That's why, you know, that's why when I say, um, I pick battle to take the bronze, he's the least of these fellas in terms of resume. And I say that with all due respect, but look at the resumes we're rattling off. And, right. uh, but sometimes like I always, you know, previously I've been saying, well, I go with what I know. Sometimes you get a feel for somebody and you're like, you know what? I got a good vibe on this. This guy's, I've been tracking him on King of Lifts and reposting. He went, you know, I haven't seen a little much leading into. So I'm going on a gut feeling that everything's still going good. And I had him pacing for something big. So I'm just moving forward with that pacing as though everything's good. I have no idea if, if everything still is though. Just going on that feeling because listen, battle. I'm picking you over some freaking giants. Here, so help yeah, me. He's he's been chasing that two thousand pound total. I mean, he he messaged me. So obviously about nationals. So obviously he's still planning on going to nationals. His coach uh, Alex lives down in Miami. So obviously he's going to come up and coach him. And so yeah, I mean, it could be you know he could be nine ten. He could be nine twenty. Who knows? He's um, close too. So that's good in terms of travel and everything. That it helps, man. And Jake's closer. Well, fuck. There you go. Daytona is an hour away, baby. J Jake and Jonathan just got to drive down the street, but they both have the the, <laughs> the, de the deadlift is their weak lift, so you know Jake's gonna have to just pull whatever he can and and wait and see what these gentlemen do. Um, but it's definitely gonna be interesting. And uh, Bryce's like squad and deadlift have like gone up a lot from his competition numbers because I think he did three forty in training when his PR is three twenty two point five on squat. Oh wow! And and the deadlift he's done, I think, I forget if it was 370 or 380 when he's done 360 to me. It's just that, that bench press I'm looking at hasn't progressed as much. It's like 2017, he was hitting 215 and 220. 2018, he was hitting, you know, 222. And then 2019, he's been hitting 217, 220. And I know people call him consistent, but at Nationals, he missed the 230 bench press and he missed the, the 370 deadlift. So I think the the ground that uh, Ash is going to make on squat, like, you know, 20 kilos on squat 
Bryce will take back on bench press. And then it comes down to deadlift. And I think, you know, Ashton will just put on whatever he needs for that third to get that win. Or Bryce does though. That's the problem. It's going to be so I, close. I think as far as the type of lifter and the type of coach handling them, Ashton's going to be the last to pull. Thousand percent. It's going to all come down to, can he pull it off? Right. And, and it's, and it's some interesting coaches you have, you have Marcellus there for Ashton. If Michael Davis shows up, you got Joey there for, for Bryce. You got Matt Gary there um, for Cayman. You got Alex there for David Wilson. I don't know who's coaching him. Maybe he'll handle himself. And <laughs> let me tell you something. If Matt Gary's in the field. I mean, he's a, he's a tough cookie to beat when it comes to handling. He's going to keep his guys in the pocket. And um, Lewis is, Lewis is one the big, he's a big game hunter. He shows up on the big meets and collects titles. His resume doesn't lie. It is what it is. Let's speaking of uh, Matt Gary world championships and resumes that don't lie. Let's move, move into the one twenties and our boy, Dennis Cornelius. Um, so we, in the one twenties fellas, we have the one twenty goat returning. Um, what can we say about this guy? He totaled, uh, 102.5 at 124.7 kilo body weight. That was in the USPA in 2020. In 2018, in the USAPL, now he's heavier, 132. He has totaled 1,000 kilo. Uh, more recently than that, in the 120s USAPL, he's totaled 947. But also, relatively speaking, he's posting numbers, but he doesn't necessarily need to overly push it. Um, it could be a whole different field when competition rolls up and this guy is something for competition. Um, so expect him to load the bar if he needs to. And then in the field though, we got guys like David Moore, Jared Martin, Tristan Nasalrod, Blake Atwell. Um, you know, we got, uh, and, and in terms of Jared Martin, it's a 2019 total. No, that nine, 12.5. I'm not entirely sure where he's going to be resting that. I don't know if you guys have been, um, keeping an eye on his training, but I'm, I mean, if it's a two-year-old total, um, he could be a hell of a lot closer than we think. And, uh, David Moore with an 897.5 total conceivably should be a little far off the mark for threatening Dennis. So it kind of depends on how you guys feel about Jared Martin and his chances. If we're talking about upsetting the King, what do you think, Bill? Yeah, I mean, Jack, I mean, Dennis is the class of in the world in that 120 class. Um, you know, there's some challengers coming up from other countries, but not from the U.S. right now. So, I mean, Dennis is the class of the meet for sure. Um, 2019, Dennis actually had the highest total at U.S. Raw Nationals out of everybody, which is kind of cool. So he out he out totaled all the heavyweights too. Um, but yeah, the dude is just like you know crazy strong man. He's 41, 42 years old now, and just keeps on you know, trucking. I mean, when he signed on with Mike T a couple of years ago, his training just kind of took off to a different level, man. He's been looking really, really good. So, I mean, Dennis, I mean, he's in my mind, the biggest lock in this whole thing. So, um, you know, Dennis, um, at first Jared Martin's pretty much the perennial second place guy, um, for, you know, last couple of years. So I'm going to stick with Jared at second place and then the kind of be a dogfight for third place where there's, you know, a lot of younger guys, um, you know, some big deadlifters, some big squatters. So like, you know, like someone like um, Nathan Alexander who popped into third place, um, was it uh, 2019? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, throws the, you know, basically like, 
walks off the platform in tears and pain after a squat, if, a squat attempt. And I'm like, oh man, that sucks. This guy's done for the day. And then next thing I know, I turn around, he's, he's loading up the uh, American record deadlift out there, pulling that thing, giving it for a ride. It was crazy. The craziest thing I've ever seen. So um, that guy's a trooper. But um, so I'm going to, but uh, so I actually have him in fourth place, uh, Nathan. And I'm going to go with uh, my guy, Tristan Naselrod in third place. Tristan last year in at the Arnold, he set the um, American record for junior total in the 120s. So it was like 892 and a half. Um, so he's going to be good for more than that this year for sure. So we'll get, get him into the 900 kilo club and uh, a bronze medal, I'm pretty sure. And let me say, so the Nathan Alexander story, he broke his back and squatting. And um, so that comeback in 2019 to be in tears coming off the squats and then rally back for, um, you know, to break the, I think he broke an American record with a deadlift and snagged the medal. It was a phenomenal comeback. Yeah, I, just said that. I literally just said, that. I didn't know you said you, that he broke his back though. I, I thought no, no, I didn't no. hear that part. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. And then I just also want to say also Ryan stills will be in the mix. Uh, 44 years old master, but um, strong as hell. Keep an eye on him. Isaac Whistler is going to be in there as well. Uh, Arian, what are you thinking? I was going to say the part you guys didn't say about that wasn't that he skipped on a second attempt and then took like a 30 kilo jump for the third. Yeah, that's right. That's the story got better. I remember reposting me like, fuck me. That's a really good story. The way he did it too. He went all in just skipping that second and be like, I'm going all in on this third. It's destiny. <laughs> you got to love it when somebody believes. And the interesting thing about him, I don't know, there's a couple of Nathan Alexanders uh, in here. So I don't know if like, you know, sometimes they mess up their profiles, but there's a lot of missed attempts here. So like, you know, if he can turn it around and not break your back and make some attempts, <laughs> you know, he can put a lot on his total because, you know, he's, he's missing lots of different attempts. His best squad and bench rest are from back in, from 2018. So he certainly has a lot of potential, but yeah, I mean, I haven't been following this weight class too much because it's just like Dennis and then everyone else. So obviously I have Dennis Cornelius first, Jared Martin, like I met him in 2015 world and he just consistently like just bumping up his total little by little, just continue to get stronger. So I have him at second for third. That's where it gets tough. Uh, David Moore does have the bigger qualifying toll and he has the bigger Delph compared to Blake and, and um, Tristan and some of these other guys is Nathan, you know, going to make attempts and take some kind of big jump, but it's also possible that those guys can miss so, I mean, sometimes we do go biased for our third picks. And since the last meet Blake Atwell did was here in Tampa and I saw him training is looking good. I think he'll break the 900 kilo barrier. I'll take Blake Atwell's bronze medal. All right, fellas. I, I, no surprise here. I'm going to take Dennis. Um, I do think Jared Martin is going to take the silver and I got David Moore for bronze on the strength of his deadlift. Um, I think it's going to be super tight though. That bronze medal is really up for grabs. When you're talking about kilos totals that are this close to 900 and everybody's clustered that close. Um, I mean, from Tristan to Blake to, uh, you guys know David. Tristan's deadlift is more than David's right. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it uh, so, so how much? What, what's I'm just Tristan's? messing with you. It's two and a half, it's two and a half kilo. It's super close. I'm just messing. Okay. <laughs> okay. I missed messing. it because Tristan's numbers are all over the place. Like, the last three meets, he did 305 pull, 345, and then 320. Yeah. You know what, though? So he's only five kilo behind on total, too. And that's the thing when it comes to the bronze medal in the 120. Five kilo, when you're that close to 900 kilo, is literally nothing. It's not even yeah. a failed attempt. It's an, a, um, 
Well, in, it depends on who his handler is. Yeah, so that's going to hurt. <laughs> you know what? Send it. I'm going to take your boy because, honestly, if that's the deciding factor. Oh, no, I wasn't trying to talk you into it. No, I, was but, just, I was just messing with that. No, but let oh. me say something. No, I mean, I picked against people. I'm, I'm being totally honest. I picked against, like, against us, too. But I do want to say, though, I overlooked that his deadlift was slightly bigger. I know two and a half kilo wasn't big, but I do have faith with, like, all joking aside, you guys are the U.S. national team coaches for a reason. If it comes into a firefight, and I think it's going to, and they're within five kilo of each other, and your guy has a slightly bigger dead or even an equal dead, I'm going into intangibles now, and I'm going to look at who's handling who, and if it's the U.S. national team coach is handling, all right, that'll be the tipping factor. I need, I, You need variables to tip it. And if it's usually if it's that close, I'm like, who's got the bigger dead? Because you're going to pull last, and who's handling you? That's it. Bill, I'm fine with you talking him out of David Moore because the variable is that Pete Spence loves David Moore and he says his training is going great. So it'd be great if we picked against him and we were right. But if we all wrong, you know, Pete's going to shove it in our face. (laughs) Hell yeah, he is. Um, All right, fellas, the 120 pluses. Oh, so Rory obviously picked Dennis also. Okay. Um, he he... He just gave the winner. But yeah, but Rory picked Dennis. Okay, he just gave the winner. Dennis, uh, I'm going to pick the 120 kilo goat and leave it there. <laughs> he said it's not close. The tough is, you know, silver, bronze, but anyways, all right, whatever. Uh, we'll let him off the hook. The super heavyweights. Now, I'll, I'll set it up. Jesus Oliveras is just freaking destroying it right now. At 21 years old, for him to have totaled a 1055.5 kilo total. I can't even wrap my head. It's like what Austin Perkins is doing in the 74s. I mean, he's doing what people were doing in their primes, and he was still a junior. 21 years old for a 1,000 kilo, 55.5. That's insane. Um, and on the flip side, while he is on this crazy rocket ship of a ride to the top, Ray halfway through 2019 faltered at worlds and bombed and then didn't quite look the same at us raw Nats and looked vulnerable and actually got out totaled by uh, Dennis Cornelius. Now there's some caveats there. Matt Gary was like, look, we just, we're coming off a bomb and uh, we just want to win. We load the bar to win. There's no sense risking any risking anything more. Obviously at the time they didn't know worlds was going to be canceled. So they played it right. So there is some caveats there. It's not, who knows, but the rise of one man and conceivably decline of another. Now Ray hasn't been lifting and compete. He's been lifting, hasn't been competing since. So there is some question marks. It depends on if you believe Ray is back. And then it depends on if you believe Ray 100% back is enough. At the rate that Jesus is gaining, it might not be. It's not the craziest thing in the world to think. Ray, I mean, if not 100%, 95% still isn't going to beat this kid the way how quickly he's gaining. And on top of that, let me throw this out here. No disrespect, but Derek Dowry posted up a 955. And Ray, if his 937.5 at the last Nationals is, and that's the last time we saw Ray, if I'm not mistaken. And Ray, at that was the last Nationals, he went seven for nine. 
So it wasn't like you straight sleepwalking through this. Yeah, he missed the squat and missed and missed the bench. Like he didn't like yeah. So I'm I pose to you. We're looking at Jesus possibly unseating Ray, but could disaster strike and Derek bumps Ray down to a bronze medal position. And we have a complete unseating. And this would be it's rattling because the only world champion previously, like we just we're so used to Ray dominating at worlds, dominating at US Raw Nationals. With that setup, gentlemen, I'm going to go to you first, Bill. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's an end of an era. I think Jesus is is going to, again, Ray could be playing this thing and we, you know, we, you know, playing us all for a fool and we have no idea what's going on with his training. And he comes out and puts up, you know, 1100, you know, 1100 plus kilos. And we're like, Holy shit. Well, raise back. Okay, great. I just don't see it for, you know, I don't have any insight for information. I haven't talked to him, any of that kind of stuff, but just from what I'm seeing, I'm counting the, the red plates on the bar and everything. And like, I just don't see it. So that being said, unless there's some kind of catastrophic meet with Jesus, I think he takes it. And then like, he, I mean, like you said, I think it's going to be an actual battle for second place here. And I think Ray's going to have to end up pulling for second place at the end, right? With, um, with Dowry. So I, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put Ray in second and I'll put Dowry in third, but it's going to be damn close. Like it's going to come down to that last deadlift. I look at, I know, <laughs> I know what you mean. And yeah. I feel you. So when I can't I, do it. I, yeah, I got I to be in second place. I know what you mean, the way you're talking, because I feel the exact same. I'm not getting my prediction yet. I'm letting Arian go first, but I feel the same way. I'm looking at Derek's 955, and this guy's not. He's, I guess what? He's getting stronger. And guess what? Um, it's 45 kilo to 1,000 total. It's not, if 45 kilo percentage-wise, that that isn't that crazy a jump. Like we're talking like this guy, it does. So then you have to start asking yourself, is Ray in closer to a thousand kilo total in the tank right now? Is that what you're seeing? Um, you know, these are tough conversations, the questions. Uh, so I'm going to let Arian go first. Arian, what are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough because it's like with no, no one's unbeatable. And then you, do you want to try and predict ahead of time when someone gets beat or do you want to wait until they lose? And then like, like Bill said with some of the other people, like Taylor Atwood, I'm going to pick, keep picking Taylor Atwood until he loses. So it's like, well, do you keep picking Ray Williams for nationals until you see him lose though? He has lost against Blaine when it was a month turnaround from worlds and super heavyweights are known to not last as long, whether it's Ray or Blaine or calling Bar Christensen, Brian Siders, however far back you go, they just can't stick around as long. So then I was like, okay, let me see what I think Jesus can total. So I said, okay, what if he just squats and delves the same and just adds to his bench? Cause he did like something ridiculous, like 262 or something like that on bench. And he did only 245.5 in competition. So I'm like, <laughs> what if he, what if he just does 255 on bench squats and delves the same he's at 1065. So then I'm like, what does Ray need to kind of do between the three in order to get to 1065? And he basically needs to at least squat a thousand. I have it as a 
455 squat, 235 bench press, and then 375 deadlift. And I was like, I don't know if the bench and delft are there. It's possible that he's really focusing on the squat and he can get down to depth and he can do the thousand. But then it's like, well, he missed the 210 bench in 2019. Can he get to 235 now? And he did 337 for the win. Can he get all the way up to 375 now? With he's busy with all these other things. As far as like, you know, body weight, some people might say he's still light. He's done it at that weight before. I went back and looked and he did 2016 Raw Nationals. He weighed in 178 and he did 1079. So if he still weighs that same body weight, it's capable, but I just don't see it happening. I, I don't think he can put on that much on his bench and delve during this time with everything else he has going on. So I am going Jesus one, Ray two, Derek Dowry three. Now, now you, you did a beautiful analysis here, but tell me why Derek Dowry three, when we know he's a 955. I, I just want to like... Do you think Ray's, because where do you think Dowry, I know you crunch numbers well, where do you think Dowry ends up? Because his total, when was this 955? That was March of 2020. So we're talking, a, you know, over a year ago, he was 955. And Derek, he's 27. And, you know, in terms of, I'm just looking at this. I mean, me and Bill were humming and hawing, and it's difficult. But 955 over a year ago, he was 26. Now he's 27. I'm th- if over a year ago he's 955. If like a year and a quarter later, are you asking me could he be a thousand? I'm telling you, yes, he could be a thousand for sure. He could be a thousand kilo. He could put 45 kilo on there. Crunch numbers percentage wise, of course that is. He could be a little more. So are you telling me in your projections? Do you think Ray, because last time we saw him was 937 and a half and he was missing lifts. Do you think Ray is over a thousand kilo total and beating Derek? I mean, I know, I know Derek has got his road to a thousand kilo total. Um, A lot of his training, he, he uses a specialty bar. Other times he doesn't say what weight it is. And it's hard to know what his plates, what weights there are on there. So it's hard to predict what he's capable of. So I was just going off his meat numbers and saying, okay, if he's at a 385 squat and Ray at last meets already at 400, how much can Ray put back on top of that 400? It's easier to gain back the strength that you lost than to, you know, put on new strength. So it's possible that maybe Ray gets from 400 to 455, or if he doesn't even get to that, what if he gets to 435 on squat? Now he has enough of a gap that he can close the gap a little bit on bench press, you know, getting up from his 200, close the gap a little bit on his deadlift and be able to hold off for the second place. So he may not need the thousand, but I think it is possible if he can do 435 squat, 225 bench press, 350 deadlift, that gets him 10, 10, easily puts him over the thousand. That's like literally like almost exactly the numbers that I had in my, when I <laughs> wrote think Ray will do. Yeah. So you guys really think he's turning it around? He must because I mean, turning it around, it's still a hundred kilos less than his best total. But it's still well better than 2019. Oh uh, yeah, I mean second half. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you part. mean. I know what you mean. Uh, it's just I think we're all on the same page. This is this is the hardest one. This is the hardest one, fellas. As as far as uh, as far as training, he doesn't post up too much, and like Bill said, it's hard to count all the plates and. And sometimes he still squats high in the gym, but I think he's doing like, you know, 900 for double that he's in training for squat. 
And for Delph, you know, he just pulled what he needed to to hold on. So it's possible that his Delph was bigger back then as well and has progressed. The bench press, I'm not sure if he I think maybe he was dealing with the injury as well as long as he posted, but I'm not sure. But I think it's doable. He kind of makes it. He kind of makes it sound that way when he when he posts stuff about bench. But again, it could be a red herring. Who knows? Yeah, but it is doable that if his best was two forty seven point five, that he can get back to two twenty five. And yeah. if he did the three thirty seven just to seal the win, that he could get to three fifty. Question is now the thousand pound squat to depth. Can he get it in to then build towards that thousand kilo total again? What do you got, Ryan? <laughs> All right. So the big, huge battle, I got Jesus for the gold. Um, I think this is a passing of the torch to the young man, and he's going to take it. Um, man, he came out of nowhere quick, huh? I mean, he really came out of nowhere quick. And um, it's scary how this happens in powerlifting. I was going to say two seconds ago when I was saying passing the torch, he's going to carry it on for God knows how long, but someone else could come out of the woodwork in this summer and, <laughs> and we got more battles to come. But I got Jesus because he's just so far ahead at this point. Um, I don't think Ray is going to come back and I don't think Derek's going to cover that ground. The bigger question is, and I never thought we were going to be saying this, but the big battle might be between Ray and Derek. Um, and, uh, you know, Ray, Ray is a legend in the game and um, has carried the sport for years, brought us onto ESPN and the coverage and everything he's done. And that teaming of him and Matt Gary is a hell of a story as well. And Matt Gary's going to freaking get the most out of him he possibly can. So that bodes well for, for Ray. If he gets himself into a firefight, I think based off of history, I'm going to lean towards Ray to take the silver and beat Derek. But I'm telling you right now, if Derek has moved on from 955 in March of 2020 and is now over the thousand kilo and going any more than 1,010, 1,015, 1,020, we start to, we're starting to really have to have faith that Ray is back. I haven't seen it. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to have faith. So there's my prediction, but I'm telling you right now, pay attention to what Derek's doing. Fellas, let's talk about this confidence points. How are you guys doing for time? I ain't got shit to do, bro. I got all the time in the world. All the time. What did uh what did Rory say? Rory? You said Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I like he says, I'd like to see Ray come back, but I just don't think he had it right now or has it right now. Fair enough. I'll give you for anyone listening. Um, you know what should we do? Should we do the confidence points or should I talk about the polls and then the confidence points? Let's do confidence real quick and then we'll hop into that. Okay. We'll belt off these confidence points pretty quickly then because we already gave our winners. So looking at this, we just, I just said, I got Jesus for the win. Um, confidence points all over again. You have eight points to give out only once. Can you give the most confident winner, um, eight and then the second most confident winner, seven. Third most confidence winner, six. So on and so forth, right down to one point. 
So you already know my winners. This is for the fantasy pool. Anyone listening, if you want to jump into this fantasy league, and it's a hell of a lot of freaking fun. We're having a lot of people sign up. It's been pretty fucking bonkers. Jump in here, tag us on King of List. I will post, we will engage in the stories and have some, we're already doing some trash talking all in fun. And the link is in the bio of the King of the List Instagram. So just click the link in the bio and it takes you two seconds and you're off to the races. So I have Dennis Cornelius taking the eight from the top spot for my confidence points. Jesus takes seven. Well, hold on. Let's everyone else. We'll all go around. Okay, sure. I got Dennis. Yeah, Who's I got Dennis's eight? eight also. I also have Dennis at eight. Yeah. Okay. I got, well, I already said Jesus for seven, fellas. Who's your seven? I had uh, Kaiko. I have Taylor Atwood. Ooh. All right. Kaiko's actually my six. Who's your six, Bill? I had Shahid at 59. Uh, Kaiko is also my six. So we're all pretty close, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Um, for five, I have Ashton. That's... Wow. Oh. That's rough, bro. Really? Uh, I got uh, Jesus at number five. I have Russell Orhi at number five. Okay, so let me Damn, say I'm something. To, I'm about to clean up, boys. Let me say something. Hey, Zeus, only five, my friend. We just talked about, I don't think anyone's threatening. So I think you dropped the ball there, Bill. Wild Bill, be wild. And who did you say, Arian? Russell Orhe has my five. Doggy. So I got Russ to win. And we're all on the same page with our winners. But Russ is in a way closer firefight. I think, Bill, well. Bill's no, got some actually, different winners actually, coming up, though. Okay. So number four for me is uh, Taylor Atwood. Same Z's. Arian. Jesus Oliveras. Just because with the supers, you never know. He's even posted, I think, a 400 kilo squad on Instagram, and he said it, he thought it was high as well. So you never know. Oh, man. I think I'm going to fucking kick the shit out of you guys in this league. I, my confidence, talk about confidence points. Give me 100. Okay, you, bro, so. you finish last every time you do. <laughs> Dude, well, this is the real deal now. You finish last all every right, time this you is, you, I can't. All right. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I got Mr. Jacked Rip Six Pack himself, Shahid Bryant. Uh, my man, throw a shirt on, but uh, you're putting, you're making us all feel bad. But who do you guys got for your number three? Daniel Clements at 66. I also have Sh- Shahid as my number three. Solid pick. You're turning it around a little bit, Arian, um, but you dropped the ball too much, <laughs> and I think I'm going to pull ahead. Number two is actually my Daniel Clements. Uh, who's your number two, Bill? Bryce Lewis. I was trying to think of a nickname. I couldn't come up with something real quick. <laughs> I was wondering. There's only one Bryce. <laughs> you, you stretched it. Bryce, um, American Bryce Lewis. And, and Canadian Bryce. Right. Yeah, that's right. My number two is Jonathan Garcia. Okay. And my number one, I only got one left, and uh, is Russell Orhe. And this is because um, now you're starting to – it's start, well, well, you're starting to see like the stretch between Russell. We have an 833. We got an 825. The 833 was from 2019, but it's a, it's a tight one. I think that's a really tight one. I'm still picking Russell to win, obviously, but um, he's in a really, really t- close race, and I'm really excited to watch it. Who is your winner that you think that you're only going to give one confidence point to Wild Bill? 
uh, Sean Noriega. Not so confident, we're, we're, So we're both of us are. We both agree that eighty threes are fucking tough to call. So we're on no, the same I'm just, page. I'm, listen, I'm listen. I'm here to win, and I use strategy. Okay. I have very sort of. much. I have a lot more confidence that Sean's going to win than that. But it's it's part of the game. It, it's all true, and it's all relative <laughs> to the other individuals, right? <laughs> Doctor. Bill McCarthy over here ran all of the thousands of iterations and figured out. This yeah, it's is... like Doctor Strange from Avengers. Yeah. He's like, listen, we're <laughs> through this. We're going to be okay. His Avengers win. My number one is Ashton. And this is because the, the hand down. Yeah, the, yeah the, the inconsistency, but it's going to be a tight battle. I think he's going to win, but I'll just put him at one. Oh, did yeah. you pick? I thought you picked Bryce to win for some reason. Did you pick yeah. Ashton? I picked Ashton. Oh, all right. I would have been wrong then. I thought you did. My bad. Wow, fellas. Now, did you guys do the one through 16 for combined men's and women? No. I haven't done that yet, but I can do it on the spot. No problem. That's no problem. Let's go. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Oh. I don't even remember my last time, my last picks. Let's hold it. I mean, Bill and I could do it. I mean, it's not for the actual tournament champions because that one, the men and the women are separate. But we said, let's just do it. And we don't have Rory's picks either. So we can always let's ask wait. for it. But- let's wait. We'll do another podcast before the Nationals. It'll give us a reason to get together. Maybe we that's our after dark. We'll plan it on the weekend if we can and have beers or something. Got a baby coming, bro. We got to get this shit in fast. Okay, don't worry. We got you. We'll get you. We'll get you live <laughs> in the hospital. We might even get your kids picks if we do this t- time right. Um, let me let me do the polls here. Uh, yeah. In terms of, I, I asked some questions to the king of the lists. We're almost a quarter of a million deep. Gentlemen, um, we've been doing well. So let's kick it off from the start. First off, will Michael C. total 800 kilo? Yes. 75% said yes. I say no. Arian said no. Will Daniela Mello take the 60, or sorry, 76 kilo title? 87% 87 said yes. Yes. 13% said no. Is this the year someone beats Taylor Atwood? 82% said not yet. Nope. No. 18% said it's time. Damn. Michael and uh, Austin been voting a lot. <laughs> got all them Texas They got multiple boys. accounts. They got burner accounts. Um, <laughs> will Meg Scanlon reclaim the 57-kilo title? Now, I think a lot of us were picking Brittany. But, we all said no, but. Um, 62% said yes. And 38% said no. And let me tell you that that might be on the strength of there's some recency bias here where Meg has been posting some videos and she is really killing some weights. Now, Brittany's absolutely strong as hell as well. And um, I mean, it's going to be a battle. Meg, uh, Meg says she's her weight's on point as well. Yeah, that's another thing. And, and so that does like when you... When Meg's posting killer weights and the big thing is coming back from having twins and she's like, man, my weight's on point. People are get, starting to get convinced and starting to believe. So we'll have to see. Proof is in the pudding. Um, will Sam Calhoun keep her throne in the 63s? 82% said yes. 18% said no. Yes. Uh, I know she put out a joke the other day 
well, I'm, I'm guessing it's a joke because I didn't see a change, but it's about like she was eating like birthday cake or someone's birthday or something like that and talking about the 69 kilo class. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was like, oh, we'll see. Uh, not yet, but we'll see. Uh, maybe in the future. And who is more likely to win best lifter? Amanda Lawrence or Heather Connor? 62% said Amanda, 38% said Heather. We haven't given our best lifter picks. Um, should we hold that for the next episode as well when we have Rory and we do our what do you guys think? Yeah, we Put can save in. those. Put yeah, a pin in. We'll save it. Um, so there you go, fellas and ladies and gentlemen listening. Come back. So here's another showdown. The big one, or one of the big ones. We have so many big ones, but Sean Noriega versus Russell Orhe. And 27% said Sean, 73% said Russell. Um, not overly surprising. And that's not indicative of it's not close. It's just when you have a sitting world champion, it's tough, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, so fair enough, fair place. A lot of times you just lean towards the sitting world champion, but this is a close one. And uh, I also put, is Angelo pulling himself into a medal uh, more than likely going to be bronze. And 81% of the people said yes. And uh, based off of, I believe, his last pull in training, I saw 351. It's just freaking crazy. With the, and, and it went so smooth. Um, and that's when I asked that question. And off the strength of that training pull, people like, it's hard not to see him taking somebody's medal, more than likely a bronze. But if somebody drops that freaking ball, I'm telling you, he's he's already done 800 kilo and he's he is stronger now. I know it hasn't been a huge talent around. He is stronger now. If somebody fucks up, he could take, he could swap his bronze for your silver with a pull like that. Um, and, and there you have it. Oh, here's a couple more questions. Actually. Sorry. Excuse me. Pardon me. How many champions is um, Joey flex going to have in the women's division? And uh, the number one is four women plus or plus. So that's a fucking landslide. Number two, wait, is, who? So wait, who? Who does he actually have? Like, I think I voted one. Yeah. So Amanda, Tina's Tina has a shot, but I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Who, who else does he have? Cameron Brown commented on her Instagram that she's not doing that. She's out. Um, who else is? I gotta wait, man. I gotta go through the whole freaking. Who? Yeah, I just, I just can't think of anyone else in the top couple that he ha actually has, though. Maybe people just didn't know like coaches. <laughs> right. And they're just going uh, off the strength of name brand. Well, look at man, name brand, name brand's big. If if nothing else, let's show it here. I can't off the top yeah, of my I head remember. Let's suppose if 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 his lifters win four four or more, then um there's gonna be a lot of uh um yeah, new champions out there, man. I mean that's, that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think one is solid, possibly two. And uh, let's men's see. side is better. Let's see here for the men's. Um, it's a landslide. I put three or more and people think three or more on the men's side. Now we, that actually is like, you got Russell, you got John, he, he has three of the favorites. And you got sure. Jesus. So, so yeah. that's not, you know, that's, that's not. Yeah. Uh, I went with three positive. I picked, I picked two. And then I also have um, how many champions will Juggernaut have at the U.S. Raw Nats? And um, most people think two. What do you guys think about that? Because obviously, I um, mean, well, I have I picked one, and you guys picked zero. So, 
Yeah, but it it, uh, it doesn't tell the full tale of the story because sometimes like we pick people, but the silver's close, and some people some of these people are close. So yeah. it's not like it's. I'm not saying I'd be rattled, but yes, you're right. No, no, I'm not saying it's it's, it's very possible to have um, two, possibly three for them for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, just going off of the picks, you guys gave Juggernaut a big zero. That's okay, all I'm saying. Okay, 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 take it easy. <laughs> who, who is um, who is Andy Riley coached by? she might oh. what's that sorry i don't know i think but, it might be uh let me take a look here i think it is juggernaut though right i i didn't i didn't follow on instagram because i look up like you know andrea riley and she wouldn't come up she's under like andy riley but she tags max ada in all her posts yeah oh, I think so yeah so then so then they're gonna so yeah go you guys you're then you're right sorry sorry chad sorry max um yeah, so we all picked one then Right. And then, uh, yeah. And then obviously in this close, Kristen Dunsmore, we have them picked for podium. I forget exactly where everyone had. I got Marissa Winden. Right. So you, it's conceivable. You could see possibly if you think Dunsmore takes it, if you think, uh, you know, Riley, and then obviously. Um, Scanlon. And, uh, oh, Scanlon Juggernaut as well. Yeah. Hmm. Holy shit. Well, then we're talking, what are we talking here? We could go three or more. So, and that's the we'll open. Start. I mean, they, they have lifters in the, the masters, like Joe Ada can win the masters. Yeah. This was just for the open, but you're right. Then it would start getting a little crazy, but so juggernaut on the female side is really could take a huge metal hole and possibly a shitload of us national champions. Now, um, now, now I got some questions for you guys. If you guys got right. time, yeah, let's, let's, let's play. Of course, bring it. Okay. Of course, the first one, you know what it's going to be, but I want to know the specific number, and that is, does Jamar squat 700? Are we giving Are we giving Ryan 317.5, or does he have to do 318? I assumed it was 318 plus is what I assumed, but I guess 317 and a half is within the actual limits of, like, um, fluctuation. So, right? Ryan, are you, are you claiming 317.5? I never have historically, have I? I've been on record saying no. Well, you did say Cho was the first one to deadlift 700, so therefore you're going with 318 as the right. number. <laughs> I have historically right. already said that. And this, this increases your chances of taking KOTL for a month right there. Arians, Arians right now, I don't see his fingers. He's drafting up the document as we speak. He goes, okay, well, here we are. There's, we'll put this on. I'm going to get an email with a – if you could just sign this and scan it. So, and it so we'll, go, we'll go 318 or above. Ryan says yes, Bill and I say no. So now my next is for Nori. Is he going to bench 500 or more? So we can say 227 or above. No. I say no. I say no. I think it would probably be like 225 and a half or 226. I actually think the number is going to be. All right. Um, I kind of have the weight class out of order. For the 74s, who squats more? Taylor or Austin? I'll go first. I think, I think Austin. I think Austin. I have Michael. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, you have to go Taylor <laughs> or Austin. Fucking guy. Yeah, so Taylor. Yeah, so I have Taylor then. <laughs> okay, okay. For 105 deadlift, who deadlifts the most? Ashton, Bryce, or David Wilson? um wilson oh so who attempts the most <laughs> no no yeah, no actually, this guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy um, changes them no 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 sneaky sneaky uh bryce 
He attempts the least and makes the most. How about that? <laughs> well, no, yeah, that's it. That's it. You're right. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's a it's a viable answer. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Ashton because I I picked him to win it. I think he needs the poll to win, and it's going to be the last poll. So I'd be a little hypocritical if I didn't. You know, I'm not doubling down on my on my efforts here. It's like, wow, you you sound shaky on your pick now. How did you think that he was going to win? <laughs> yeah, right? So, um, yeah. What do you it, think, Arian? Initially, I was going to go Wilson. Like, you know, he'd have his place locked oh, up. He just put whatever he needs. You're right. I but, could pick Wilson and still not go against myself. You're right. But with with LS moving into the 105s and having that 885 total as a 108, I think Wilson's going to have to worry about placing more. So I yeah. say Ashton has the biggest deadlift. That makes sense. I didn't actually think about that yet, but you're right. Yeah, uh, Wilson, it all comes down to placings and it makes sense. I think, yeah, Ashton's pulling for the win. Does Ray squat a thousand or more? So 455 kilos or more. Fuck, man. No. Dude, listen, I love the guy. I fucking love the guy. But you're killing me here. <laughs> Don't make me say it. Uh, I, I gotta, love the guy. I, I love Matt Gary. Love Ray and I love Matt Gary. Those guys are like, Salt of the earth people that, um, but God, I don't think so. No, I think no. As a matter of fact, let's change the question. Does any, does any heavyweight, does anybody squat a thousand pounds? How about we say that? No. Not just Ray. Ray, let's not Ray, will, I, Ray will still squat the most. Holy shit. Yeah. So I have him like probably, I, I, I put down 440 is what I put down for, for Ray. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is around 410. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's theoretically possible that if you see Ray open up at four ten, that four fifty five is coming. Oh, fuck. Is that I mean, he might so? he might attempt it. <laughs> so what are you saying, <laughs> no. Arian? No. I am saying yes, he will. I like it. I like it. All right. Send it. Got another interesting one for you. What does Taylor Atwood's total place in the eighty three kilo class? Um, that's a really good one, by the way. Fifth. You're insane. Why? Um, no, honestly, his total is going to place him. I shit you not. I think his total, he's, he's, his total, he will take him uh, a silver or bronze. And, um, I would not be shocked if he takes a silver on body weight. I, I, I'm on a similar path as you, second or third. And it, it depends, obviously, if, you know, he pulls less to just, you know, win over Austin or if he already has the win secured on the second and goes big on a third. I'll go on a limb and say it would be second place in 83s. Yeah. So what is it going to be? No, uh, I'm not going to tell you that. Hang on, cowboy. <laughs> hang on, cowboy. No, Boy, because you he's TSG. Else, but... He's TSG, so he really can't. Honestly, yeah, like he would honestly get in trouble. But um, you think he knows anything? Probably not. He's the, he's the new guy. He doesn't, he doesn't get the <laughs> info. The on no, I don't guy. think they're telling him. He doesn't get the info all. on Atwood. I honestly on, don't. I, like... I honestly don't think Jason's going to tell him. And I because I think Taylor's <laughs> mad, and I know Taylor's not. I think they'll they'll just be like he's having good days, training yeah. well. But um, I'm not, I, I'm just pacing this off of 812. So his, he's already bronze at worst on the 812. And his 812 was last year. So 
if he's higher than 812 now, currently already, like he's already bronze at worst, I think. And I think, um, I think he could do, he could do silver on body weight. I think, I think, it, uh, so that's why that's my, what was, why would you put him so low at fifth? Cause remember, remember he's 812. So you must think you can't think, I, I don't think you think five guys or four guys ahead of him are going 812 and up. Yeah, I do. That's why I just said, no, you're being silly. You're yeah, being Delaney's silly. yeah. Delaney will be in the eight twenties. Holy shit. I feel like I'm at third place. I mean, I have Angelo at 820. He's wild belt now. I have Angelo at 820. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I got so, Angelo. I got Angelo up there. I think I've I think Angelo for sure could be 820. I think Atwood though is gonna be more than 820. I, I think, think he's gonna I think he's gonna get called on Atwood will get called on his last deadlift for letting the bar go and it won't count. Son of a bitch. <laughs> this wild bill. That's it. He's wild bill. He's wild bill. I love it though. That was a joke. <laughs> I can't be in the chief referee chair to kill him. The way <laughs> you lines. better not. You got two jobs on the line, don't you? You're like, I'm getting fired from one of them right now. Now, now we, we didn't do this during the women's preview, so I threw a couple of uh, women's guests in there. Do you think Jen Thompson benches 315 pounds or more? So 143 kilos or more. What did she do at her last meet? Sorry, yeah. I don't have those notes anymore. Yeah. Um, Hold on, I'll find that. She did like 316, I believe. Then yes, I do. Because she's mm. looking, she's looking strong. She did 143.5. Was it the record? Well, yeah, it was. Yeah. 143.5. So she's gonna go one. She's you know her third attempt will be 144, which means her second will be 140. Oh, right. You're right. right. I didn't she'll even go think about 125. That. She'll go 125, then go 140. 40 or 130 yeah so i'm gonna say no damn it i didn't actually think at, about now at, the attempts at 2018 nationals she went 125 143 and then missed 145 on the third yeah and that's how yeah, it could maybe. happen yeah maybe so maybe she's she 144 in the too. second yeah yeah it could be for sure right <sighs> <laughs> Oh man, Bill made a lot of sense there though. I'm gonna say no now. <laughs> I mean she can make the third one too. Like she's gonna she's gonna definitely attempt more than I just think yeah, I just think she's two and a half. I think she's uh I think she's might be trying to vie for a medal and she might feel threatened all over and um you know you're gonna push it and uh she might wanna think I need a chip and then it becomes yeah. So I, I'm gonna well, say no. I'll be the contrarian then and I'll say she will. Yeah. All right, now here's a tough one because I haven't really been seeing a training. Who squats more, Bonica or Amanda Martin? Ooh. What 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 was their last official squats? Give us that. Amanda made the two sixty and then missed the two seventy three point five, and Bonica. I mean, she has so many different names in the database. I gotta look it up. <laughs> oh, it's always the last one. Bonica squatted 600. Yeah, she has the record. Yeah, yeah. But you want to know her? How long ago was that? She did 273 at 20, or sorry, she did 273 at 2017 Raw Nationals and then 2018 Worlds. And then she did 272.5 at a local meet in 2018. Her last meet, 2019 national, she did 257.5. So technically, their last meet, Bonica's 257.5, Amanda's 260. And I can't remember 
so obviously historically speaking monique has got for sure it in her to do this it's just those though that's quite a ways back uh 217 218 but she also doesn't mean she can't do it like what was the case when she squatted so much lower because she didn't need to and just kind of punched one in and then so she's still there i can't remember now because we're going back a couple of years but um oh, fuck that's a tough question it's one of those freaks we've already talked about with ray and whatnot the super heavyweight classes you know you don't know where you're at but we do know amanda we know where she's at. Her 600 looked right there. Haven't seen. Bill, I want you to go first. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I say Amanda breaks the record and Bonica doesn't attempt it because she doesn't need it. But this will fire her up when Amanda does break it. So when you see Bonica at the Arnold or next nationals or worlds or whatever it's going to be next for her, she'll smash it. And that makes uh, that actually does make sense because um, the way it's going to lay out, yeah, Amanda's looking for the record, and Bonica's looking for the title. Um, so you would you would almost strategically why would you you know take a risk? Because if she goes for it and misses, holy shit, that opens the door like we had said previously. We we picked her to win, but um, you know it's not you can't throw away lists for the sake of a you wouldn't you wouldn't take a needless risk for a chip. He, she's won so many titles in her day what's another record when you've won like you just want to secure your your uh ticket to the world championships yada yada plus so, the fact that she's competing compete and she's competing equipped either the next day or the day after whatever yeah, it is then everything's like so, that's a good question it, though arian because you know even fresh amanda might have been like i'm not taking anything away from Amanda. trying to you know they are they are neck and neck for i would love to see that squat battle that's got a really good squat battle yeah, I mean, for, for everything you're saying for the case that Bonica won't even try, there's also cases on the other side that, like, you know, she's doing the raw before the equipped, so she can push the raw and then just cruise to the win on the equipped. Or, you know, everyone's talking about Amanda Murray. Oh, she's so close to taking a record. Well, she could be fired up and say, let me show you what I can do. Look, I've been training, and you guys haven't seen my numbers. So there's yeah. cases for both both sides. For sure. But but I, I, I will lean to what you guys are saying, and I think she'll do, yeah, like, you know, 260 and just cruise the victory. She's got her on bench. She's got her on deadlift. Focus on equipped. She's got a lot of stuff going on in life the last couple of years. And if Amanda wants to try the 273.5, let her go for it. I think it's the it's the sensible option when you, you look at the bigger picture. Like collect another national title and you got a, a resume that's historic. You're going into the Hall of Fame. Go to the Worlds. You know what I mean? And, and then, um, yeah, sounds good. These are good questions, sir. Got any more? Those are all the ones I came up with. I don't know if you guys have any more in your mind. All right. Last one, Bonica or um, Amanda Lawrence, who has the higher total? I was, I was thinking about putting that one in, but then I was like, that's eh. a phenomenal question. No, that's yeah. a really good one. And um, I it's think Bonica, I... it's Bonica for me, for sure. I'm just throwing it out there because <laughs> Amanda's total was like crazy high from her last meet. So What was, yeah, what's their last totals? Re refresh my memory. because it, Only because, obviously, Amanda lifted in 2000. Uh, I mean, Boni Bonica did Raw Nationals 2019 was the last time she competed Raw. That was 630. She she's, done six, she's done 675 as her best. Fuck. 
And what did Amanda do? Six forty-three or something? Six forty-six. Six forty-six. You know what? I'll go Amanda Lawrence. I'll go Amanda Lawrence, sir. Um, what the hell? What do you yeah, think, Marion? It's tough because I'm trying to like estimate what kind of numbers like Bonica can conservatively. Yeah, that's hit. the thing. I need. I would need. I don't have the numbers I, to like crunch it. I think she can hit like you know, six fifty, six fifty two point five. And so then it just depends on how much Amanda wants to push it and whether she can go nine for nine again. I will, I'll say Bonica. I think like, you know, that's like the first time Amanda's gone nine for nine and, you know, she's got no competition at nationals that can really push it. And if she misses like one squat or one deadlift, then she's not going to be able to get the total to beat Bonica. You're right. Like she needs a perfect day. Bonica doesn't. Um, and, Bonique is pretty safe as well. So it's kind of, you know, yeah, she probably is going to take the biggest total to tell you the truth. (laughs) But uh, I mean, Amanda is such a phenomenal freaking talent. Um, If somebody can pull it off, like she is a freaking, I mean, I think she's the best. I think she's going to take best lifter. Um, And you, did you guys, did I already ask you? Oh, no, no, we're going to, we're going to save that. Oh, fuck. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert (laughs) for a preview. Is there any other questions we got? This was actually kind of fun, fellas. Um, Jesus, 400 kilo deadlift. I know he's done it before, but that was a a little local guy. So, no, I think he, I think for sure he's got a 400 kilo. Um, It will obviously come down to like if he's already has, if he locks in the win on his second deadlift. I think we all, we all, we're all pretty sure that we all think that's going to happen. So let's just say he's shooting. Yeah. So I would think, I think for sure he's going 400 up. Um, So then it would matter if he YOLOs it because he's already locked it in and he goes too high because, you know, you're having fun. You have nothing to lose. That's how he isn't going to. So that's where your question is interesting. Where are we banking? You got a 22 year old kid who just beat Ray Williams, just won it. And he's like, fuck it. Got nothing to lose. Load up. Something crazy because why not? Um, so yeah, that is actually a tough question. If he does that, I'm going to say he hits it. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a tough question. Cause like, yeah, maybe let's say he opens like 365 on deadlift and that secures the win. So then he can take a big jump to like, you know, 390 and then maybe go like 410 to go for that 900 pound deadlift. And then maybe he misses the 410, but I will say, that while, you know, it is a big moment and he will have the win and he can do whatever he wants, I think they just want to still put a big total together and still kind of like, you know, build that confidence and momentum. I think they'll put in a conservative number that he can hold, and I will say he will do it. Who's, who's so, the, so yes or no? Yes. Yes, who's, 400, okay. Who's the breakthrough star of these Raw Nationals? I mean, you guys are picking um, Andrea Riley to win, so I mean that's a that's a pretty. Do want me a man yeah. and a women's? Give me both. Give me two men yeah, and so, women's. I mean, breakthrough. Let's see. Um, I mean, it's really hard to say it's not Jesus if he ends up unse- unseating Ray, right? I mean, you know. Um, so I'm gonna have to say, you know, him being the the the, the quote unquote king of the supers if that ends up happening. So we'll go Jesus with the men. And then with the women, well, what do you guys think for the men? Once you throw one out, I'm going to say Jesus Oliveira just because 
um, he will be the king of powerlifting if you're the the super you unseat Ray Williams. I mean, look at when Ray Williams was the man, the guy who was the world's strongest man, Eddie Hall, would post Ray Williams squatting, be like, "This is incredible. I am the world's strongest man, but what this guy can do in terms of shifting weight." I don't know what single feet I could do to match that. I mean, obviously he had his deadlift, but he's like, that's insane what this guy's doing. So for Jesus to unseat him and take that top spot, you will guys like half Thor guys like Eddie Hall guys like that, you know, like the mountain from game of Thrones, they all know who you are. You're on everybody's radar when you're the super heavyweight, because yeah, I mean, there's strength is strength right through. And that's something that's undeniable. 100%. Everybody comes to the circus to see the elephants. Right. Okay. <laughs> sure. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I think I, Jesus Oliveira is for sure for all those reasons. He's he's larger than life, and he becomes that guy. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. I, I mean, some people might say, "Oh, well, you know, Ray is not his best anymore. Like, it's not like you know, Jesus doing eleven hundred plus and being Ray at his peak. It's you know, Ray bombed out. Then he did like you know, just enough to win nationals, and they might say, okay." Yeah, you beat him, but not with the same numbers. But I, I think still just the fact that it's going to be like, you know, that last session, it's going to be beating Ray. He's going to put up a huge number, 1065, maybe even more. I think he will be the breakout as far as the champions. But I think there may be some breakouts that don't win in that 105 kilo class. If Connor Borker and Gavin Aiden put up some like, you know, huge PR totals, they put up huge numbers, even though they didn't win, people are going to looking at them in the future. And let me also say, if if Sean Noriega beats Orhi and if Perkins beats Atwood, like those two guys are sitting world champions. Whenever you defeat a sitting world champion, you could throw your hands up and say, listen, I understand we just lifted at nationals, but I think I'm the best in the world and I just beat the sitting world champion. That is that's the fast track to jumping ahead worse. Some of these people, when they beat somebody who's not the sitting world champion, it's like you know, gotcha. You upset Sam Calhoun, huge upset. Uh, I got Sam to win, but um, I, well, I won't say huge upset, but it's an upset. Uh, I got Sam to win, but she's not the sitting world champion. So, um, you know, it's, it's a little different when you upset uh, a returning national champion or you upset the sitting. So in those scenarios, if Sean could pull that off, boom, goes to dynamite and he's got a personality and then Austin Perkins <laughs> got, a, got a lot of, well, he, like he, for sure he does, right? And um, so he'll capitalize on that. And uh, Austin Perkins, super charismatic kid, good looking kid. He'll capitalize on it as well. And he's a great showman when he hits the platform. If he beat Taylor and Taylor's not just a sitting world champion. He's, he's the champion of champions at the previous world championship. Like that's the guy and you beat him. There it is. So I agree with you. I didn't pick those guys, but that's why I'm not. But but Ray and Taylor both have the most national titles for this raw nationals at six. So you people are thinking, okay, Taylor wins, Ray loses. Now Taylor has one more. He's the number one guy. But if Austin then comes and says, Oh, you guys were all doubting me, and I took away that seventh title from Taylor, and then Jesus takes away that seventh title from Ray. Now they're both stuck at six again. He will be a star. And and same thing with Nori you know, the getting that monkey off your back, you know, the number of times he's gotten second place and, you know, the whole thing with John Gruden at Worlds and everything like that. So he's going to go change his Instagram bio from number two to number one. It is what it is, man. That's what John Hack did. His bio for the longest time was number two in the rankings, number one in your hearts. And then he was number one. 
and it was and he had to change his bio. What about the women's though? Who's the breakthrough star of the women's? Breakthrough. I mean, I guess so. It's. <sighs> I think um, Jasmine Penn puts up a hell of a fight at seventy six in that new weight class. Um, there's Chandler. She's... There's Mello. Well, Mello's yeah, yeah, yeah. not a breakthrough though. Fuck, no, no, Mello's not. No. There's Riley. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It, um, but it, I. I, I God. No, I was just gonna say it's interesting because like for some weight classes in my mind, like I feel like if. Britney Sublicky wins the 57s. Britney. People are just going to, people are expecting that. Now at this point, they're just expecting that. And they're just going to be like, oh yeah, she won. I don't think they'll see her as much of a breakout as maybe she actually is. Right. Uh, look at the polls with, with Megan Scanlon though. I don't know. Cause Megan has a following that people seen her win at nationals. People saw her at the worlds and it was like one of the best battles we've seen with Maria. And um, she would have beat, every single 57 kilo in history people might be voting with their hearts in those polls though maybe but i'm just saying if you beat somebody who's that big a high profile as megan in the story and i'm sure megan's gonna battle right to the end because that's what she does so it'll be entertaining um it also depends on how entertaining it was if you win in a landslide it's the storylines aren't there so chandler's in yeah chandler's 69 kilo class I mean, you got Kristen Dunsmore, who's pretty popular, so there'll be eyeballs. You got to think about who's got a following and why people are watching. Some yeah. don't get as as many streams. You don't have as much star power, or the or it's just not tight enough about all the people. Yeah, it's just interesting because we we all picked her to win, no question, and we all had her. You guys all had her at four points, and I had her at five points. So we're all like, you know, fairly confident she's going to win. So again, she's going to be like, you know, winning nationals maybe easily, getting that title, and people will just be like, oh well, we expected that. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't think easily though, but I do, I am, uh, I don't I'm know. I'm not saying they're not going to be breakouts. I'm just trying to weed yeah, out the ones that I, are not number one. And number one, I think Bill, Bill mentioned is, is if Andy Riley comes and beats Tina and Marissa. Yeah. I also think Amanda Martin, if she ends up squatting, setting that American record squat, um, you know, uh, another female squatting 600 pounds is ridiculous. And that's a big, big deal, I think. So that would be a, a pretty big breakthrough, I think. Yeah. And then from, from there, as far as like not winning, kind of like, you know, Connor and Gavin, I think maybe if Ali Weinberg can somehow like, you know, jump in the second and you have a huge PR total, everyone will be like, who is this person? And same thing with uh, Leah for the 47s. If she can hold on to second and make it close, and have it, you know, moving from the 52s down to 47 and coming getting silver medal at nationals, I think people will be like, you know, that's a great performance there. 100%. I think Ali and Leah are in prime position to, um, yeah, you're right. Breakthrough stars doesn't mean you win. We have people who are in the number one, two, three, four, who are far more of a following in terms of star power than sitting champions. Uh, you make a great point there. And I think, Aaliyah could for like, or Leah and both of them, like they are even look at Indy Riley could like, she's not enough people's radar, but with a big performance like that in a class like that. So this is a little tougher with the women's for me to answer, to tell you the truth. And then Chandler, who's, um, you know, criminally underappreciated at this point could totally have a role reversal after winning and becoming a national champion and making it if, as long as a world championships goes through and let's just pretend for sure it is because it hasn't been canceled yet you make a national team and it's the u.s national team 
everybody knows who you are when you have USA across the chest. You walk into the world championships, the every preview show is talking about you. So that's where when you win the national title, you get a little more heat. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> it, it's I'm thinking Chandler. You know, what? I'm going to take Chandler. It, it's interesting too. We'll, we'll document this. I was looking up your Instagram. Andy has 2,549 followers and Chandler has 626 followers. That's why it's Chandler. <laughs> you, I'm buying, I'm buying the stock when it's low. And I fucking guarantee you she wins and we picked her to win. She is USA across the chest. She shows up into worlds and all the preview shows, all the recap shows and nationals, then all the preview shows, then, you know, all the, you know, the, the promo videos and everything that's going to come out hyping the worlds and whatnot. It, it, she's her star is going to rise and 69 kilo. Um, you know, when she faces off against Kimberly Walford, when she faces off against like the world 69 kilo lifters, everyone it's again it's just it's you get more and more promotion from it so i think and then chandler starting off underneath a thousand followers i think it's gonna be chandler then it's gotta be so let me piggyback that with another question does sam calhoun out total all the 69 kilo lifters it depends if she has to well yeah <sighs> Fuck, now i gotta think about that's why it's that's why it's a game I, now i gotta <laughs> think about this i'll, so I'll Milliken, come out Milliken, I'll, sorry, go ahead. No, I'll just gonna, I was just gonna say, I'll just come out and say that I don't think so because, like, like Ryan said, she might not need to. And also, her last three meets have been 5'11, 5'15, 5'10, whereas Chandler has already, already at what, 5'15? And her numbers are looking ridiculous. She's repping out her Delif Max. I think Chandler can go, you know, 5'25, 5'35. Yeah, I agree with that. I was just throwing it out there because they both have the same. It is, you uh, know, it's a good question. It is a basically good question. Basically, have the same qualifying. I mean, obviously, oh. Sam did it a little heavy, and Chandler did it a little heavy, so it was about the same, the 515s. And so. their individual lifts are very similar as well. Yeah, 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 very much so. Look, it's a viable question. We we, we kicked around. We jo- It was a joke about, um, you know, Sam's enjoying some desserts, and you're like, fuck, man, you know, 69, ten- it seems tempting. But realistically speaking, if Sam ever said, I'm going full 69, and bulked up. She doesn't have to fill out 69, but she, she, she bulks, whatever. Um, who knows? It's a possibility. All Chandler's not getting any weaker though. So it's not a foregone conclusion, but a world in the world, um, what, what Gara and Leah Bavo are doing are, is fucking insane. They're in the mid fives or something like it's, you know, we have to check in on them to see what they're going to end up posting up in the next meet at the world championships at the, so here's the, at the world championships, we might see the 63s out total 69s. We'll do that preview show when we get there, but all, all 17 lifters that are in the meet, we'll preview them all. Well, let's assume the best. And let's, let's assume, let's assume the best for now. Cause that's a whole other enchilada. Bill, maybe another interesting question, but it, you might have to think about a lot is, I guess we can go podium. Do you think from all the weight classes in the top three people that are like okay. going to qualify, you think someone's going to screw up and bomb out? Oh, for sure. You think oh, that, was, that was, that was on my list. So like, who, yeah. So how many bomb outs are we going to have? Are you about you're to say who? Don't say who. Don't ask you're who. Natu- Don't put us on the spot. You're no, naturally no, 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 gonna- no, I was saying like how many? Yet. So I, I do think that there's going to be someone that we've all picked to podium through the, through the 16 weight classes that does not finish the meet. So either doesn't, 
make weight or doesn't finish the meet. I guarantee. Or, do, or doesn't even show up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, well, that, that's I'll, a little different, I guess. But um, I'll make this pretty again, sure. I, I, don't, I don't know who. I don't know who it is, but it just you know, normally that it does happen, right? I mean, it, it does happen. So I'm telling you, right, it, I'm telling you right yeah. now. Yes, Arian, tell, me and Bill both say the answer. Not just anybody. Someone that we have picked the podium is going to bomb. I have a few people I'm worried about, and I'm saying yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as either not making weight or not finishing, like you yeah. know, bombing out or getting hurt or whatever. Yes, I that's mean, what I mean. We, we, we've already discussed that, like you know, Daniela Mello. Our some of our biggest concern is will she make weight? And today we mentioned maybe not as much, but a little bit concerned was Daniel Clements for the 66s. Will he make weight? And as far as the weight class, the most concerned about about someone possibly bombing out is the 83s. Well, not only that, look at um, 74s. We've we've had you know people bomb or, or damn near. I mean, it's 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 all over the place. Ray is bombed uh, previously. If Ray thinks he's further back than he actually is, or just gets called on depth, like there's honestly, man, they're all over the place. Um, I mean, it, it, <laughs> I'm telling you. There's a few, there's multiple people in multiple classes that I'm like, I could envision it. And, and if I play the odds, at least one of them is going to. And uh, so that there's a lot of factors there. And what I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's going to bomb. Some, we're, that's going to be a storyline when we reconvene for the recap show. Well, isn't that a shame that this happened? <laughs> and um, in terms of, Upsets. I don't think any of us picked a major upset. Uh, Bill. Oh, Wild Bill did. I mean, I mean, Wild. I mean, you know, I picked the number two guy to win. I mean, it's, it's not that it's, major. It's more yeah. of an upset in terms of like star power. Russell is because uh, you guys got upset. Is that why? Because no, who'd, who'd you pick for your seventy fours again? Taylor. Oh, I thought you. I thought I forgot. I thought you picked Michael. Yeah, Michael second. And okay. Then, uh, okay. Well, yeah, third. you picked Cho for third. Yeah. Yeah, and chose so got you, a bronze. Before. I get. I guess that's a little bit of upset as far yeah, yeah, yeah. as Austin placings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being fourth, having the second highest qualifying total. Yeah, yeah. yeah I a, think I, honestly, the big, the biggest upset is like I think that's going to happen is Ray not winning, and then is he actually going to end up third place? Like that's like that's unfathomable, like upset, just because of who Ray is and what he's been for this sport, kind of thing. And I'm telling you, it's scary because I can, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Ray's, if, if Derek doesn't move his total up one iota in a year and a half, which is very hard for me to think, but let's say he doesn't even move his total up one iota. It's 955. You put a thousand dollars or a million dollars on the table. I don't know if Ray's got 955 right now based off of 2019 second half, but is Ray 2021 back up? into the late 900s floating around a thousand maybe i don't know i don't know yeah i think from the training videos i've seen he's been in the 440s in squat has it been depth? like oh no i haven't seen no I've, I've only seen the bar loaded so i know I, that's I, the problem know. i've I, only I, I seen saw, the bar loaded that's the freaking problem uh, and then like around 360 ish for deadlift i've seen on the bar let me so, say something this is and let me say something and this might be somewhat controversial if ray williams wins is that an upset Yes and no, right? <laughs> Look at we're, the odds are we're, if, if we consider ourselves experts. All right, all, all the four of us, all of us picked Ray to lose. 
So we would say, yes, it's an upset. I, I, I would say if like, you know, it'd be an upset or something people didn't predict if he comes out and does like 1100 kilo plus total and just says, yo, I'm back and he wins. But if something happens where like, you know, Jesus gets hurt or, you know, bombs out on squat, then people might not think that as, as much of an upset. Right. But if Ray wins, if Ray out totals him, that's gotta be an upset at this point. I think all experts I've talked to are picking Jesus. Yeah, which means it would be an upset for sure. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's wild to say. <laughs> is what it is, fellas. This is, I'm actually pretty stoked to see this. Um, I mean, this is, I honestly believe we're going to have some major storylines coming out of this. Uh, there's going to be some upsets. There is going to be some bombs. There is going to be some breakthrough stars. Uh, like there has to be. We have a couple classes that didn't even exist. Man, this is going to be, it's going to be such a hard meet too. Cause like, it's literally all in, you know, half of the, it's all in, you know, half sessions. Right. So like, there's going to be two women's sessions and two men's sessions and that's it. Like, you know, people that you know, aren't kind of in the know with the USAPL what's going on. Like we're doing all the nationals during this one week period. So like, there's going to be, what is it? 59, um, 59, 66, 74, 83, or one day then 93 and upper on the next day, all, you know, two platforms and they're just going to go with it. So they're going to have mixed flights with different weight classes and that kind of stuff. It's going to be crazy. So if the, you know, you don't have a good handler there, a good coach there knows what they're doing, how to read a scoreboard. There's going to be some people in trouble. Cause they'd be like, Oh, I'm going to try to beat this guy, but he's not even in your weight class. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. You can't do silly things like go for a record, but not take the chip or not calculate that you need a full kilo or, you know, to have that chip advantage. Like it's a record, it's a chip, but it's not like you can't, can't drop the ball in some of these classes. That's too tight. Uh, you already gave Bill some coaching in this, but um, there stuff like that happens every time. It's weird to hear, but it's true. You see yeah. weird things happen at nationals and worlds. And it's like, that could be, that could be it, man. Yeah. And there's some weight classes, like I was talking to Arian about this yesterday, that are like 15 or 16 lifters. So they're going to cut those weight classes to eight and eight, or are they going to do like, you know, put the, the bottom two 83s with the 74s and then let the top 14 go together? Like, you know, the, all those flights and stuff, hopefully it'll be out within a week or so. Um, so everyone kind of knows ahead of time, but it's going to be crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as the, the setup, it's interesting that, yeah, you have, so many weight classes like we have morgan garcia jonathan garcia and taylor atwood all going in the same session and they may be on different platforms and on different flights and so yeah as far as like you know watching people or coaching people it could be difficult we have no idea how far apart these platforms are going to be because this convention center is huge they're going to have a crossfit event going on the weekend in the same convention center so maybe because of the pandemic and stuff they already plan to like space it out and like you know what if you have two lifters going on at the same time and you got to run over here and then run over there and, and see the attempts and put the, put the next attempt in. And also just from the viewing experience will be interesting because the, for example, the men up to 83s is Thursday morning. That could be eight or 9 AM Eastern Thursday morning. How many people are going to watch the live stream at work to watch well, Taylor Atwood at, or, and Russell or at eight in the morning. Can I say something? Love? Or, or if you're in the West coast, you want to watch it at 5 AM. <laughs> yeah. Five or 6 AM <laughs> love. Well, I'm on the East coast. Thank God. And we're, we're locked out. This is the best part about being locked down in Ontario. We're working from home. 
So your boy <laughs> might have an extra laptop then, up. Then Thursday, the middle session, which could be like, you know, maybe one o'clock start or two o'clock start will be women up to 69. Then Friday morning session will be women 76 to 84 plus. So again, that could be, you know, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. start. And then the men 93 to 120 plus that middle session again, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock. Maybe Friday will be easier to watch, but interesting to see how many views it gets being so many weight classes condensed, but also being on Thursday and Friday and being in early in the morning. So, yeah, I'm wondering if live views, I mean, the good thing about, you know, the situation it is, it's archived on the YouTube. So some people might be like, don't tell me who won, but bet your bottom dollar King of List is going to be announcing. So spoiler alert, if you're listening to this in whatever time zone you're in, um, but the people in Europe will be fine with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had, they're the ones with the problems when it was the, the, the prime time and starting at eight o'clock at night, you know, it was like, you know, three, four in the morning yeah. over that's, like Europe, that's, whatever. That's always an interesting thing too. While we don't have the prime time and like, you know, the 6 PM start people always like, you know, get a little bit anxious when it's the afternoon weigh-ins. Everyone's so used to like, you know, hopping on the scale. When you wake up at 6 AM, you make weight and then you eat and drink and you go lift. You might not like lifting at 9 a.m., but at least you just wake up and go. But what if it's like, you know, noon weigh-ins? Then people are like always freaking out. Like, how do I do my, do I do a water cut the night before? Do I do it the day of? What do I eat between waking up till noon? So it also becomes a factor always with the, the people who are newer and maybe don't have it figured out of like, oh man, I'm so used to 6 a.m. and I have to do noon. And some people too as well. And this happens out of anxiety. You wake up and um, you don't eat enough all day because you want to maintain the weight you're at. And you end up lifting, but not having eight all day. And by the time you lift, start lifting, you're, it's like three hours. You're also not eating much during that. So by the time you're deadlifting, you've consumed, you're usually consuming 3000 calories and you've consumed like 700. And you're like, holy, well, I didn't have a very good day. When it's like, listen, you have to continue to eat. But the stress and anxiety of making weight is so great. And you're on weight. You're like, I shouldn't do it. I should wait. It's like, nah, you wait two hour away. And you're not going to eat enough. If you're lifting by like the afternoon, by the time the evening rolls around, you're deadlifting uh, with as little as you've consumed. Yeah. You're ready for a bad day. That's that's you're right. We're like the afternoon weigh-ins mess people up. Whereas if you're a Wiley veteran, I'm waking up and I'm like, all right, let me sweat out two pounds and eat two pounds and let me continue. So I got the exact amount of calories I need because I know it can hydrate, you know, hydration comes back pretty quickly, but you're not getting the calories, but anyways, we'll see. That's not going to be the case. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then with the, I know we're talking about the raw open, but the schedule gets interesting with the other events too, is because we have like, you know, the raw masters, the equipped masters, the bench only, the, the equipped is like some coaches have lifters in those other days and those other events. But it's like, well, if you're raw open lifters on Friday, but you have a master's lifter on Monday, can you really take off of work and come there and like, you know, stay for the whole thing? So I have like coaches, multiple coaches like messaging me like, cause they know I, I live in Florida. Like, Hey, can you handle my, my master's lifter? I won't be there. Or Hey, can you handle my bench only lifter? I won't be there. So it'll be interesting to see which coaches come for their lifters, which coaches can't come for those other events and how that all plays out as far as handling. Maybe in the next show we get together. We'll talk about like some of the best lifters. We'll also highlight some masters, highlight some, you know, bench only and highlight a couple of people like that. Uh, Cause some people did ask if we're going to. Yeah. So I mean, some of the, so real quick, like the bench only, the raw bench only is so, so the, I'm sorry, the men's raw bench only 
is the evening session on Thursday. But the men up to 83 kilos is the morning session on Thursday. So, the, you know, I actually have two lifters myself that are going to compete in the three lift on 8 a.m., hop back in the sauna, lose the rest of the weight, and then oh, get weigh in God. again for the bench only at whatever it is, four o'clock or something. Damn. <laughs> That's going to be tough. That's a good day. And come back from the adrenaline dump you had earlier when you're getting all psyched up, smashing. Yeah, this is bench. You lay down, bro, and just press that shit. It's all good. It, yeah, no, that's it, tough. It looks like um, we'll see if she ends up doing that. That Jen Thompson's also signed up for the raw bench and the equip bench. She won't get in the bench shirt. She'll just lift raw. But the way the schedule is played out, it looks like she'll lift Wednesday night in the raw bench. Mm-hmm. Then she'll lift Thursday middle session for the the full raw. And then she'll lift Friday night for the equip bench. Nice. She better pull back on that Wednesday night then. Probably. I mean, she I mean, has yeah, no she, competition. She can just do, right. you know, one or two attempts. Yeah. Um, her, her kids, Brody and Tucker are signed up and Donovan signed up for one or two of them. So she probably just like, you know, wants to compete with them, get the bench title to, you know, go to bench world if it happens. But yeah, maybe just go easy. Yeah. Why not? It might as well punch your ticket for as many worlds as possible and see what the hell happens. You never know what's going to happen. Fellas, much appreciated. Um, I mean, we crushed three hours here. And uh, we, we were pretty thorough. We got some up. We got some, some wild picks, some crazy predictions. But I think we broke it. Even if people don't agree with the picks, I think we broke down the scenarios anyways. Um, we gave some background in every lifter. And we gave what the storylines were. Now, whether or not you agree with the picks, it depends on, I mean, we're, we're guessing at what some people are going to show up on. The lifters themselves don't know if they're honest um, on any given day, right? So I think even if you don't agree with the picks, people can appreciate what we gave. But I think we had a bit of a variation of picks, which is good. Sometimes when everybody all around the table is always picking the same, it's like, ah. And you get that, should I go contrarian? And just give an op- opposing view, but... I think Bill was straight up shooting from the hip with some of us. <laughs> wow. Got inside Bill. info, baby. That's why they call him Wild Bill. He I'm going to I'm gonna have to Photoshop a picture of Bill if he gets those picks right. You better believe it, man. You better I'm believe it. I'm your Huckleberry. But, but uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we can only follow, you know, so many lifters. Like, there's so many weight classes. Are we going to go, you know, five or ten lifters deep in every single weight class, see all their training numbers and everything like that? So, we can only do so much, but – if, if you don't like our picks, then, you know, they can go do the tournament of champions and, and they can beat us and show, and show us, us up. Better. I, they, I will be forced to repost that you showed us up and you could talk shit and, and I'll repost it. And we're going to do the leaderboard. So everyone can see that, like, you know, you're the best person for this nationals. And I mean, you doing the poll so people can vote in the polls. We did the, the one-off guesses for this episode. So people can always comment and they can say which ones we were right on, which ones we were wrong on. And they can, interact and make their predictions they could throw it in our face i'm gonna expand a leaderboard i said initially top five maybe i'll do top 10 in the in the fitness league maybe we'll do top 20 i don't know we have a shitload of people signing up and there's still more time so yeah, we can always do a percentage of what the final entry amount is we, we, there's a lot we could do we got a lot of meat on the bone on this thing this fantasy league has blown up and um, it's, it's only going to get bigger when I chop up these videos and start posting them on Instagram, especially with some of the sound bites Bill gave us. Thank you, sir. Um, hey, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, my friend. That's all I got to say. <laughs> if if, if uh, Bill ends up getting like, you know, last place on a leaderboard, oh, we'll replace fuck. him with whoever's first place on the leaderboard. 
on the podcast. There's no replacing Wild Bill. I get get relegated to a different podcast. That's right. (laughs) But on the flip side, don't forget... Ryan's going to give me the accounts if Jamar Wait, doesn't get that 700. Jesus wet Jamar, please, man. Because for you, but again, so but Ryan has the end of the year. You said you I, said tw- in 2021, you said the year. Did I? Yeah. Did he say the weight class? No, he did not. So Jamar could be a 93 and, and squat it. Can I you say just something? said he, if he doesn't squat 700 pounds this year, can I does, say it have to be, does it have to be USAPL? No, I didn't man. even say SPF. That. Let's go. I'm going yeah. SPF 24 hour way in. I'm buying his hotel, his plane flight, taking raw with dinner. wraps. Raw with wraps. I'm wrapping his knees the whole night. Just so I don't get the count for one month. You can even pick February if you want. You know what? I'll make something spicy for let me think on this for a minute. For what happens if he hits it at raw nats or doesn't hit raw nats. Maybe you take over for a week or some something crazy, but it's gonna be a hell of a fucking wild week. At minimum, the next time we're all at like an international meet together, you have to buy us all beers. That's gotta be something with the account. Everyone <laughs> knows. We I already threw it out there. I can't I can't bitch out. Well, we'll decide. Maybe when you go to a competition and you're like, I'm going down to a comp, you take over so you could do whatever pictures, whatever the shit, <laughs> and people are gonna have fun because they know you got the account and we'll do something fun with it. Um Anyways, there it is. Let me think on this one and we'll work it out. So Jamar, hit that 700, playboy. <laughs> All right, fellas, much appreciated. Until next time, six-pack lap it at. I was gonna Should I say my name now? Yeah. Are you going to Wild Bill? <laughs> what is it? Is it Big Bill or Wild Bill now? Big Bill. Uh, Big Wild Bill. <laughs> and Arian Messi. How do we pronounce your last name? I mean, <laughs> if you want to pronounce it the right way, it's Ariane Hamasi. Ariane Hamasi. Just like it's Tina Donishmand. Ariane Hamasi. Hamasi. You got to work on your cage. <laughs> Getting there. It's a project, buddy. It's a project. All right, fellas. Thank you very much. Talk to you next time. Yeah.